rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What's up, everybody? Thank you for hanging out. This is Tara Devlin, unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history. I'm sorry to be annoying. Decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. I'll just say it normally. Nice to see you. Nice to see everybody hanging out in the chat room. Nice to see you, Jonathan. How are you? How are you? Thank you, Jim. Nice to see you. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. Let's hope you're starting a trend. And I guess nothing happened when I, I added some widget to the... I guess we'll figure it out. See that? Do you see that widget? I added it. It's supposed to be a tip jar. When anybody does a super chat, it's supposed to fill up. <laughs> I don't know. I probably didn't set it up correctly. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know if you can see it. But we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll figure it out together. That's how we roll on the show. You see that tip jar right there? That's odd, right? It's not doing anything. but sitting there. And there goes Boudica. All right. Listen, listen, listen. We meet here during the week sometimes. We meet here on Friday evenings. And you don't see it. There it is. You must see it now. It's just a jar. You see? It's a jar. The tip jar right there. I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to, whenever somebody does a super chat, it was supposed to fill up with a bunch of coins or something. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, we'll figure it out later. I'll just leave it here. It kind of looks weird. It's floating around. All right, listen, guys, guys, guys. Okay, so sorry, sorry. We meet here on, we have a regular show on Friday evenings at 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, I try to do a show during the week. So if you can, become a patron, please do, at patreon.com slash Devlin. I swears, I swears, I will get the memberships going soon. I am, um, I have to, uh, you know, it's YouTube, it's me, it's it's a lot of things. YouTube demands a lot from me in order to get the memberships going. What else? Oh, yeah, tonight is going to be a great show, I think. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I, we have a guest coming in at, at around... 9.30. We're going to loop Steve Silverman in. He is the host of a podcast called World Gone Good. He's also a very good friend of mine. And yeah, I think we, we could hear a bit about what's going on. Can we make a world gone good? Don't we want to hear something like that? I don't know. He's great. He's been, He's a producer, a director, an author, and... Uh, a good friend. He's really talented all around, and we can, you know, we're getting together. We'll see. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about happiness. The World Happiness Index came out again. Of course, the United States isn't in the top ten. It's not at the bottom. A lot of other shitholes are at the bottom, but we are, we never crack the top ten, probably because Greed is the only American value that anyone ever thinks is worthy. I I find it a little ridiculous. And you know that some countries are measuring their, it's not just the GDP, they're measuring, not their, it's just their economic 
whatever happiness or economic stability or pe- or um, the uh, strength of their economy. They're they are measuring their happiness index, which I I think that's kind of evolved. We need to do something like that. I think I don't know, but w- in the meantime. That that certainly is wishful thinking at this moment, as we know we're in a we're in a world of shit. That's why I asked Steve to get together at eight thirty because I figured we we need to really talk about this first, and then we'll get Steve in here to talk about happiness because there's a lot of shit going on, like the Supreme Court is illegitimate, and that's exactly what we've been saying forever. Moscow and Moscow Mitch is bowing out now that he has destroyed or helped destroy it. Not one person has destroyed it. It's been a concerted effort on all of the fascists, the right wingers and some of the Democrats who have sat on their asses, not only doing nothing, but playing along with the game. Like, for example, what's his name? Uh, so annoying. Joe Manchin. He was on Morning Joe this morning. I, I love how he pretends, or the way he talks, as is as if we're living in normal times, and as if the other thing that really gets on my nerves is that the um, the way that they with people like him, these so-called moderates. He's not a moderate. He's a right winger. And what's moderate about? What? Uh, not being able to earn a living wage. There's nothing moderate about that. There's nothing moderate about capitalism having its boot on your neck without any recourse. That's not moderate. It's, there's nothing moderate about taking a program that's working, like the child tax credit, which we had during the pandemic, where the, we re, we, how many people, I had the description, or they, I had the stats, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it lifted, well, let me see, I should, I need to get a Siri in here, um, but it was pretty impactful on childhood poverty, let's see, the child tax credit, it lifted, I think it was 85% or something. I, I don't want to say something that's not true. So child tax credit lifted how many families out. I know, and you should type better, type faster, type more powerfully, as Trump would say, very strongly, very, very strong. Poverty. Okay. Child tax credit plays significant role. Okay, okay. In the United States, it if the full rescue plan child tax credit had remained in effect, child poverty rate would have been around 8.4%, substantially lower than the 12.4% uh, rate announced. The expanded child tax credit would have kept about 3 million additional children out of poverty. Preventing more than half of the half of the increase in child poverty that year, so it reduced child poverty by fifty percent. The payment from the child tax, the expanded child tax credit, and I'm talking, yeah, and that's what happened during the pandemic, cut poverty roughly thirty percent. 
with the first payment alone, keeping 3 million children out of poverty. So, you know, that's we could thank Joe Manchin for that, for standing in the way, like conservatives do. They don't help. They don't ever add to society. They take, and they drag us back. They stand athwart history yelling, stop, as William F. Buckley described it, but they also drag us back. I w- if only they just yelled stop. They want to drag us back to the dark ages. That's what we're up to. That's what they cannot function in a democracy. And this is why they are so hostile to it, why it doesn't matter. They have no respect for democracy, why it doesn't matter if Moscow Mitch McConnell violates norms. And you know how I feel about that terminology when they say that Moscow Mitch, oh, he violated a norm when he prevented Barack Obama, a president that that had won two landslide elections, that had, that the American people charged with the, with the responsibility of, of nominating a Supreme Court justice, and this dirtbag, this Moscow suckling Mitch, he, he thinks that, I mean, he, not that he thinks, he did it, but he says, F you, to the majority of Americans? Because because he represents a a state that has the same population as uh, a, a neighborhood in Queens here, right? So this tyranny of the minority is what we're under, and they don't care. And that's partly, uh, and that really is the definition of uh, of an of an autocracy, an authoritarian dictatorship. It's the rule of the minority. It's the tyranny of the minority. They don't have an interest in compromise. That's not what they're doing. They don't want to compromise, regardless of the fact that the people don't want what they're selling or or, uh, whatever, they're peddling, this bullshit that they peddle. They want power, and they'll do anything to get it. So uh, I saw some post on Twitter about how, saying, who's going to be Trump's VP? Who cares? Who cares? Whoever it is, it's going to be somebody without morals, someone without scruples, someone who is unfit. I need to lower that. What's going on, Boudica? So this is where what we're up against. And so Moscow Mitch, after basically uh, kicking... The, uh, Lady Liberty, Democracy, Truth, Justice, and the American Way down a flight of steps, and then smashing on its uh, its skull him, that um, is now leaving the Senate to someone who's worse. That's for sure. Whoever it's going to be is going to be whoever's going to be the leader. Let's say they're not leaders; they're just they're followers. They're following a fascist over a cliff. Whatever the fascist wants, whatever the the wannabe dictator wants, the one with the bone spurs, the fake university uh, scam, the 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 rapist, the convicted rapist who received fewer votes both times. Yeah, I can see why he's confused. He he wanted he's trying in the midst of a coup, trying to overthrow the 
the, the government, democracy. Because they have no respect for it. If they had any respect for it, the, the, uh, we wouldn't be in this situation. This is all Moscow Mitch is making because he had the opportunity to, to whip votes, to impeach the con man twice for, for very impeachable offenses. If that's not impeachable... For if, if using taxpayer money as your own personal extortion fund isn't impeachable, and then organizing and conducting a coup against the peaceful transfer of power, if that's not impeachable, what is? And Moscow, F and Mitch, just like the rest of the Republicans, they wanted all ways, you see? He's, uh, and we all remember his speech when he gave the con man a pass for um, inciting and, and being in the midst of a coup. I wish it was just an incitement. And then, you know, he went back uh, down to Myra Moron to uh, wander into somebody else's wedding and cry about how unfair everything is. But, you know, he's in the midst of a coup he's still uh, the coup is ongoing it's not stopped but they the republicans if mitch mcconnell wanted to he could have whipped those votes both of these impeachments of the con men were the most bipartisan impeachments in american history especially the second one so they had ample opportunity to excise that tumor from their body politic, all they had to do was stick together. You know, all they had to do was stick together. And I, I, that's what would have happened. I mean, they could have totally d- disempowered this freak and marginalized the morons who, who, who worship him incredibly. I don't know if you guys noticed, there's, uh, Hernan is doing the videos for the channel. So, I don't know. There's a lot of um, bots out there. This is the other thing. This, the Republican Party is an agent of Putin at this point. They are... Um, oh, wait. I forgot to press a button. Shit, shit, shit. Oh, fuck this. Look at this. What happened? That is weird. Rockfin. Oh, well. I guess it is what it is. But... Um, I, I set up the Rockfin feed, and now suddenly it's nothing's there. It's kind of weird, and I'm logged out, so maybe maybe they don't, they're sick of me over there, because there's a lot of right wingers over there on Rockfin. I always get like right wingers going on about talking about like there are Nazis in Ukraine, and you know all this. What's for the Democrats? Both sides, both sides. A lot of both sides over there. And there's a lot of there's a lot of fascists. Well, it's a it's the Jimmy Dore land. And the other thing, yeah, I don't know if you saw this this um, airman was he uh, somebody from the Air Force or the yeah I think who set himself on fire in front of the White House because of well he what he said um, Palestine right. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Haiku says Hernan needs to brand it to Terrorbus. I don't see your fonts or hear your theme song. 
Eh, you're right. You're right. I mean, I can't. I cannot. I. I gotta be uh, grateful. You know. We'll, we'll we'll get there. I'll I'll give him the theme song. That's true. It should be the theme song, but whatever. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So this person set himself on fire, and and then you have people like Jill Stein on Twitter, and she's supposed to be ultra left. She's talking about uh, rest in power. Rest in power. There's nothing empowering about setting yourself on fire. We don't need our our advocates dead. We don't want our advocates dead. And then you have other idiots on social media saying things like, this is what happens in tyrannies. We're living in a tyranny. Um, last I looked, Israel is conducting the bombings and doing the the war in Gaza where uh somebody else's foreign policy is uh not tyranny of, of on us am i am i missing something here and why would you encourage that kind of behavior anyway why did i bring that up rest in power probably cuz all these these so-called liberals i don't know i guess i'm not liberal enough anymore because I'm not, I don't care. I'm not voting for Jill Stein. I would never. I, uh, we got we're in a crisis. At the, this is not the time for a, um, a protest vote. Because if you, and what else is getting on my nerves is that I've been watching, you know, you know me in the corporate media. And I was watching, they, of course, interviewing some uh, liberals, so-called, who are upset about Biden's f and Israel. Like, he's not doing somebody else's, he's not dictating so this other country's foreign policy. I, I, I kind of don't get it. You know, why? What, what is this? I guess because we're provi helping financially. We've always given Israel money. So, anyway, and uh, it's Netanyahu who is is a right winger, and whatever that's what he's doing. So we could we all we, it's limited of what we can do. We can't give orders to a foreign military and tell them what to do. So um, it's a little bit confusing to me how, and maybe someone on the chat can can uh, explain it. So yes, and Jill had a nice dinner with Vlad a few years back exactly but to say rest in power about somebody committing suicide is really disgusting and she posted a picture of that i'm sure you saw the picture of him burning so so filthy and so so irresponsible right and it seems right out of the putin playbook too he would love for us to be burning ourselves and killing ourselves and you know uh, the whole country, and think, oh, and then other people were saying on this th uh, thing, this is what happens in tyrannies, and we're living in a tyranny, and um, if this were a tyranny, you, would, you wouldn't you would post that, because the minute you did, you'd kind of expect a knock at the door, maybe in the middle of the night, so I don't know. Um, so anyway, that's Rockfin. They're a bunch of, they're, they're, I don't know. It's like the left goes around and round and then we meet 
the right wingers somehow on the on uh, some kind of bizarro world loop. But um, anyway, the point is there's a lot of filthy Russians, uh, and now it's not filthy Russians. You know, the Russian people can't help. They're trying the best they can, living in this authoritarian dictatorship, and they're not able to protest. They're not able... There's no free speech. So it's... Uh, these people are like we saw with... Um, Navalny taking his life in his own hands. And that's why I didn't understand that, too, while we're on the subject, why Navalny uh, presented it, why, why he went back to Russia only to be arrested. He knew he was going to be arrested. Why would you do that? Don't you need to, shouldn't you be more, wouldn't you be more effective out and free and alive and meeting with other leaders and whatnot, and trying. To, of course, Putin would be working his little his little uh, fascist fingers to the bone to try to murder you, no matter where you were. So, um, uh, he had a little bit more freedom to do that while you're in a prison in Siberia under his control. So I don't get it. Okay, whatever. So yeah. Um. What? Well, anyway. As we know, the World War II historian Christopher Browning calls Moscow Mitch the grave digger of American democracy, and that's what he is. So tonight, right before we went on air, this illegitimate Supreme Court, which is illegitimate, so and I and I wish the Democrats, the ones who are actually uh, the the ones who actually care about living in a functioning democracy. Uh, it's about time. I know that Joe Biden, what am I trying to say? Joe, Joe Biden is, he's, he's mentioned that he's not for expanding the court because when you expand the court, then they expand the court and then you expand the court. And then next thing you know, you have this big expanded court and it's, and you can't have cases. You have to hear them in a, in a, in a football stadium. Bullshit. We cannot operate under what they might do if we do something. This is the problem with Democrats. We're always playing defense. We're always on the back foot. While Republicans, because they have no loyalty to the country, they have no love, they don't give a shit. Of course, they would, they would expand the court until, we're ha until we have to have ca cases in two stadiums. That's who they are. They have no agency or loyalty, excuse me, um, what I mean is loyalty to the country. They have no loyalty to the system. They're dismantling this system to replace it with, an, with a kiss-up, kick-down, I-got-mine-sucks-to-be-you autocracy again, the kind of system the likes of which the founders fought a revolution to overthrow. So, they are the domestic enemies from inside. This is why they're, they are enthralled with Putin. They're doing Putin's bidding. It's, it's absolutely embarrassing to watch them bend over backwards to, to help Putin. But the other thing is, watch it now, because there's, as far as social media is concerned and what I was saying about the videos and there are some comments on the videos. A lot of these videos, I mean, a lot of the commenters 
there's no doubt in my mind they are they are um bots or they're Russian whatever. I mean they're psyops. They're using these um AI bots and whatnot because they, they had they seem so fake. You know, they have a f we we've done it before. We've shown um there was uh, some one of these effing right wingers supposed to be just a kid, right? Was, that's what their uh, descriptor was, just a kid, and they had a picture of some rando person, and it was so totally fake. And if you go on Twitter, it's all over Twitter that, because they have no, they they don't have any, um, you know. They don't have anybody. Well, they disbanded that whole department to tamp down on election interference. They want election interference, just like they had election interference the first time. You see, the 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 Senate knows that Trump is a traitor. They know this. So so does the House. They did the report. They did the, the, the study that came out and, and the Senate, the bipartisan Senate report saying that, the, that Putin interfered in the election to aid Trump. They have it. It's a Senate. You could look it up. And they release so that when they say Russia hoax, Russia, Russia hoax, it's bullshit. It's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's this is akin to Trump is a successful billionaire or businessman because we saw it on reality TV. So it's disgusting what we're what we have to deal with. So, you know, we have a lot of stars now in the Democratic Party like Justin Mo- I mean, uh yeah, what's his first name? Moskowitz. I was thinking of the the Justins from Tennessee. And but they're you know a state in the state um, legislature, also Jasmine Crockett, and who I a bunch of them I can see their faces in my eye, in my in my mind's eye, and these people are not I'm I'm happy I'm happy to see because they are not kidding around they're fighting and they're bringing it to these these clowns. But if only they were clowns, right? If only the Republicans were merely clowns who don't know how to govern and just got out of the way. Get out. Yes, Jared, Jared, Jared. I was thinking of uh, Justin, you know, Jay or whatever. Yes, and Jamie Raskin. He's an, he is incredible, Jamie Raskin. And I love when you watch the hearings that he's involved in with the, the other, like Jared Moskowitz and Jasmine Crockett, how that they will just bring it to the Republicans without apology and then throw it to to uh, Jamie Raskin for him to do the layup. It's it's beauty. So and they're all they're whip smart, all of them. I don't know how they stand it. I th- I feel bad when I'm watching Jasmine Crockett. I can relate because I love her. She is, she lets she kind of lets her frustration show a little. She's like, I don't know. I'm getting heated in here, you know. My blood pressure's boiling listening to this, and she doesn't uh, apologize for calling them what they are: liars, traitors, uh, hypocrites. 
and they really can't stand up to the scrutiny of daylight in any sense. So, but they're all a bunch of. I mean, they must know. And now I know that, for example, what's her face, Perjury Trader Green. I don't know um, if she knows. She might be a, a dumbass, and on on and maybe she is a true believer. I mean, this is somebody that never said or or thought uh, uh, anything about politics until she fell down a cue hole and then she became a goddamn representative thanks to her uh you know her family's money and also some ppp loans you know because socialism for me not for thee right and she's the one jewish space lasers and sandy hook was a hoax and everything's a hoax. You know, we're just trying to get through the day. We don't have time to put on these fucking hoaxes. We, we're trying to have a functioning democracy in spite of the tyranny of the minority. And this has to stop, though, the tyranny of the minority. I'm so sick of it. The, something has to be done about this Supreme Court. That is the bottom line. So right before we went on air... The traitor Trump got a gift from this illegitimate Supreme Court, which is the gift of delay. So it took them two weeks to release uh, a one-page unsigned order or declaration saying that they were going to take traitor Trump's immunity case, where this the effing coup plot and traitor says that he's absolutely immune from any any laws. He is above the law. So he's above the law when he's in the office despite receiving fewer votes. He's above the law when he gets kicked out of office because he received fewer votes. And then he's also immune because he's running for office and will soon receive fewer votes. Again. And... This we I never heard of anything like this in our lives from the time I was a little girl and you were a little boy girl whatever the hell um, we've heard our our teachers our 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 government school teachers taught us that no one is above the law except Trump except a con man with a fake university and a multi level marketing vitamin scam who knew that a con man who received fewer votes and is not man enough to respect the peaceful transfer of power is above the law. He can get, he could try to steal an election. He can call up the secretaries of state of states that he lost and say, come on, fellas, all I need is, I just need you to find 14,000 votes with, because we won the state. That's why I need you to find me these votes. I need you to find them. They didn't they don't exist, but you just just add a zero or two. Oh, and then I was watching this is the thing. So on the uh on the videos that Hernan is making, there are definitely bots posting and they're like Trump 2020, you know. I love Trump or they'll say like what is this garbage or whatever. 
and I'm sure some of them are real assholes, but um, a lot of them aren't. And I was I was telling you that because I look at their accounts and it's like this is totally fake. There's no there's nothing real. They were created recently. It's so generic. There's some random clipping of nothing, you know, a cat or something, and it says some very generic statement like "I like cheese." You know what I mean? This is it. That's what they are. They've been doing it forever. They go, they rewrite Wikipedia. They they hire paper. Per, they used to be. They used to have paper post. Now they can do, use AI and do all kinds of bots and shit. Um, but anyway, so I was watching the. I told you guys that I like that that YouTube channel, the Behavior Panel. But I think I might have to take it back. Because I was watching their breakdown of Fawny Willis on the stand, and it really pissed me off. Right out of, because one of the guys on the behavior panel, right out of, out of the gate, I usually like them. Because, you know, they, I didn't know that one of them was a Trump and Z. And he, he, he goes, um... He goes on about how I mean, this is not has nothing to do with behavior. He's he says, oh, she's wearing her dress backwards, which is this is something that went on the right wing fever uh, fascist propaganda mill that Fonnie Willis was wearing her dress backwards because of a zipper in the front. And they're like, oh, it's this dress. And then so this asshole repeats it. She's wearing her dress. Of course she's not wearing a fucking dress backwards. You don't, you can't put on your dress backwards, you stupid bitch. But this is what they, they, the, the insinuation is that she's, she, you know, she's dumb. She can't even dress herself. And she's, the fact is, she was wearing, and some other internet sleuths found it, she was wearing a dress, a $59 dress that was, um, that's one of its selling points was the zipper in the front. So, wait, hold on. Steve is joining. Are you there? Hold on, Steve. We'll get to you in a minute. Hold on. Are you there? All right, cool. Okay. So for this fucking guy to like say that she's she was wearing her dress backwards and then she had a an American flag pin on sideways that was another thing because her pin I guess the forces of gravity she wasn't paying attention 100% attention to the pin and it went askew and these right wingers are insisting that she's uh, her, she's wearing her pin wrong, and she can't even dress herself. Like because I got nothing. What? Uh, what? Even if that is true, what does that have to do with a tax cheating, draft dodging, wannabe dictator, con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam, convicted of rape, who received received fewer votes, trying to steal the election in Georgia? What does that have to do with anything? What does it have to do? What does Fonnie Willis's relationship have to do with that anyway? That's the other thing. Of course, they have to. They try to make it salacious. So she went out. So they, what they what they're trying to say is that she 
she hired this guy to, to uh, as part of her team because she foresee she she predicted that he would pay for lunch or or half give her half the money for lunch that right like this is what they're saying that it's corruption because she hired a guy and they split lunch it's incredible and they're, and she, and they're she's not even they're not even um together They've been not even together for over a year, so they have to go through her life with a with a fine tooth comb to try to make up something salacious to distract the morons. And they were all over the comments. Oh, she's a liar, liar. What do you? Li- what does lying about what? That she paid somebody back for lunch. They went to, I mean, what, this is not like the great Brinks job or something. It's not the great train robbery. I don't understand what, but I mean, I do understand how uh, shameless, I understand how shameless they are. It doesn't, it's, it never matters. Yeah, it's a bottomless tip jar. There's no, the tip jar doesn't work, it seems, I guess, Jim. All right, hold on a second. Let me get rid of the tip jar because it's not working. And let's get Steve in here. You ready, Steve? All right. Let me see. Oh, can you say something? Just make sure that you're. Can I say something? Can you hear? Oh, me? good, good, good. Yes, you're. I mean, we, we, it's very casual here, so we have a chat there, room. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> you could tell because we're in my living room. <laughs> I'm not, this is weird. I'm not used to being on camera. I'm used to oh, only really? being audio only. Oh, yeah, it's, I know. I, ch- I used to do only um, audio only, but p- people, they like the video. That's all I can say. You got to give the people what they want. So. What they want. So, so, so take my shirt off is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> so do a magic mic dance or whatever. So, yes, they want it. They want it. So, all right, guys, our special guest for tonight, Steve Silverman, is a producer, director, and author. He is a renaissance man and also a host of this great podcast called World Gone Good. And I I love it. It's awesome. I, I don't know. I guess you're, it's good. This so People were <laughs> telling me, you need to get some good news, you know, in here. Right. And uh, it's about time. Yes, we get some good news. Now, tell me, is like how, what how how can we get through this this uh, horrible time and make a world gone good? I would I love the concept, you know. And uh, wait, hold on, you're frozen. There you go. You're back. You're back. All right, Steve. So why a gr- a world gone good? So what? Tell me about that. Tell me about world gone good. Uh, August 2020, the world was a, I think the world's shitty now. Remember mm. August 2020? Yes. And uh, I, I was out for a run, and I was looking for a podcast to listen to, and I kept stopping because I couldn't find, I couldn't catch my breath, couldn't get my pace, couldn't get mm. right a podcast. Mm. Every podcast I found was a million commercials and people telling me to buy shit. And I finally <laughs> just said out loud, I literally stopped. 
and I just say right out loud, why can't someone make something good? And I just go, fuck it, I'll wow. do it. That's and great. So I came home. I know how to edit. I have a microphone. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm somewhat clever and good at talking to people. And I just decided we needed a reminder that the world is a good place. Yes. And there is a lot of good shit going on. A lot of right. bad shit going on, but right. a lot of good shit going on. Too. Yeah. And right. That, that is what we focus on. So tell yeah, me, tell me that's some of the right. Well, tell me some of the good shit that is going okay. on. Here's a great one that started from our very first show. Our very first show was with Faith Saley, five-time Emmy Award winner from the CBS Sunday Morning Show, one of my very dear friends. Faith went on vacation with her family. COVID safe. It's 2020. Okay, everybody, and. Before she leaves her New York apartment, she asks the super, hey, I'd like a lock put on our main bedroom door so the kids don't keep running in and interrupting us every three seconds. Mm -hmm. They put the lock on, they come home, and as Faith would say and said on the show, you would think she had just told her children she was going to sell them. <laughs> they freaked out. So I... I Faith and I did a 45-minute show. It's the very first show of World Gone Good. And what where we tied it back in real life is it was right during the BLM um, protests. Mm -hmm. And she had just taken her children to a protest, a very peaceful protest. Right. And she talked about how she woke up and her children created TALF, the Anti-Lock Foundation. And oh, my God. That's great. They protested in the living room. <laughs> and if you listen to this episode, that a lot is of people amazing. are going to be like, whatever. It is the most amazing story. And as, as Faith will say as well, I'm quoting her here. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't allow your children to have iPads. Um, <laughs> they get very creative. <laughs> but we went on. and Very creative. And it's just yeah. one of those. It was such a simple, good life story. And we've right. gone on. We've done so many good organizations. We've done so many rescues and cow rescues and right. farm animals and dog rescues. But even simple stuff like my friend Pashawn, she went uh -oh. from being a Broadway actress. Sorry. To, um, no, you're sorry. good. You're good. It's it's uh, it's me. I hit the wrong <laughs> button. <laughs> you're Pashawn fine. Pashawn went from being a Broadway actress. She woke up one night, middle of the night. She didn't know what possessed her to do it. She decided she was going to be a vegan baker and had never baked one cake in her life. Oh, my God. She is now Mama Auntie's vegan uh, bakery in L.A., extremely successful. And I just wow, she's ve vegan. Passion. Never cook. Wait, hold on. Your your microphone is kind of crackling a little bit. I don't know if well, anybody. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It sounds kind of. Yes, maybe that's better. Closer, better. I don't know. It seems to be um, just crackly a little. Let me. Uh, well, the it's there's like a ten second delay. People will tell me if it's crackling in a minute. I don't, maybe it's just crackling for me. Sometimes it sounds different when it goes it out. It could be my voice. My voice. No, is it's like <laughs> when it's time to change. You're right. No one. Who remembers that reference? I remember it. But why don't you, can you do me a favor? Maybe yeah. um, come back in if, and just, yeah. uh, I'm going to quit and then, uh, not quit the whole show, but you just bounce out and come back in and we'll see if the, uh, if, uh, if that crackle is still there. Uh, all right. Does that sound okay? Can you, yes. All right. Guys, was it crackling? Did you hear? 
something is off, uh, Haiku says. All right. All right. Let's, is it better now? It is, is it better. better. It is better. Oh, okay, see. It is. I live yeah. in a hundred-year-old house, so that might be... My house turned a hundred last year. Oh, week. wow. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any ghosts? It fell down and broke a hip, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so... Do you, I'm serious. Do you have any ghosts? I know. So I have some ghost stories. Uh oh. Now you're frozen. What the fuck? Maybe it's the hundred year old house. How's your Wi-Fi? It could be at a hundred year old house. But yeah. yeah. No. I I I just I we, we started the podcast because um, we just wanted to remind the world that and people out yes. there that there is good out there and we can get so lost because I really believe this and it's something I think you can speak to. I sometimes question. And hear me out. Mm -hmm. If the world is as bad as it is right now, right, or is it because we are finding out about it instantaneously? Right, right. I understand. It's always Where been. Walter Cronkite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Go Walter ahead. Cronkite used to come on, right? Yes. Walter Cronkite would come on. He would give us the news. We'd listen to him. He's a trusted source. He didn't give us opinion. Yeah. He gave us his mm. his facts. True. But now. We're getting inundated. Something happens in well, Bolivia. We know about it a second later. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there we. I understand. So, um, f as far as Walter Cronkite, he did give opinion too. Uh, at right. the end, I mean, he put the kibosh when the government knew they had lost the Vietnam War. When he said it, Walter Cronkite went on TV and said, "The war is lost," and that was that. You know, it was after years and years. But so. You know, then they knew, okay, we're fucked. But we, di we didn't have this, these silos of information, and that's because of the Telecommunications Act that deregulated media. So you can have a TV. Oh, shit, he just pounced. He just bounced. He just popped. He just uh, left. He just left. He hung up the damn phone. <laughs> <laughs> He just got he just decided fuck it. All right, let me see what's going. On. It's always something, right? It's always something. Let's see. You let's see. Steve. God damn it. It was going well. What do you guys think? Was it going well? Are you He's also Steve also is a director of an incredible web series called pretty and it's you should look that up there's numerous um seasons three seasons it won all kinds of awards also another show called the inn a kind of a horror show uh-oh i mean i'm just texting him uh-oh you cut you hung up i should say right all right, well, we'll talk amongst ourselves. You are not hung up. He didn't do it on purpose. You got... I bet you it's a fucking ghost. Is that the fucking ghost? This is the <laughs> curse of living in a hundred-year-old house. I literally just changed rooms and planted myself directly next to the internet box. Right. Right, totally. It could be a ghost. I don't know if I ever I didn't tell the audience this story, but I'll just say it now because we're talking about the ghost. Too. Go on. This is true. It's a true story. Well, it's not my story. It's a friend of mine. 
when I was working at Food Network a long time ago. And uh, some, and I was talking to one of my friends, and he was working on the graphics for Celebrity Ghost Story. Okay, it was like a side job for him. So he did all. And he's like, oh, I gotta make a ghost. He was doing all the special effects. He's like, yeah, I gotta make some kind of uh, blob ghost come out from under the bed or whatever. So we were talking about it, and I was like, wow, you know, I've seen that show, and we were discussing some episodes, and I was like, that. That, you know, why would she lie about that? That's got to be real, right? And as we, you know, we were going on about this, someone who was working there, she kind she came around. She's like, "Look, I hear you guys talk, and I got to tell you this story." And it was her story. So she said she used to live in Brooklyn with her mother, and when she was little, and she, her mother would put her to bed, and she would this ghost, this little girl ghost used to come and play with her and her mother would hear her and 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 then she asked her and said you know when i when i uh, put you to sleep do you um do you get up and run around and she goes yeah well sometimes amy comes and plays with me and she's like amy who's amy and uh, she's like, yeah, this little girl that comes. And she was little, too. This, this is the, the person was telling me. It ex she experienced this herself. I mean, I know. Why, why would she lie, right? And then, so, of course, the mother called the landlord. And they was like, who used to live here? And it was a couple whose, whose child had died. Okay. Isn't this fucked up? And she said that. This happened for years when, as she was growing up, she, this ghost would come and play with her when she was little. And I said, did you ever get scared? She said, I never felt scared, except one time my mother, we, were, we came home from a party, you know, a kid passes out in the car and she's carried to bed. She's already sleeping. And she said... She was half asleep, and she woke up, and, and Amy was, like, right at her face, like, looking at her face, like, an inch away, like, are you up? And she said it was the only time she scared her, but it sounds like it would just be startling, but she said, yeah, and then after a while, it stopped, ha like, she grew, and it stopped, so, but isn't that fucking many, crazy? many, ghost experiences. So, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. wow. I totally believe. I yes, me too. I mean, when this this person told me, there'd be no reason for her to make that up, right? I mean, she's a normal person that I know, so nice person, normal person, not a not a kook. But I guess it's did well. She I turn could... around. Did she turn around and Amy crawled out from the back of her hair? Or was <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was you know. Just, but, but then I was thinking, this poor ghost. This poor little girl ghost. What the hell is she doing in Brooklyn? You know, shouldn't she be in the light or something? I would not wish Brooklyn on anyone, <laughs> let alone. Really? I'm just kidding. Exactly. I'm Especially kidding. a I ghost. No, I know. I'm only kidding. I'm kidding, too. But I was born in Brooklyn, so, yeah. But, I mean, a little girl ghost. What, where's her where's her family shouldn't they come and take her into the light and then i thought that would be my fucking luck right like i die and i'll you know here i am in my queen's apartment you know <laughs> like you're still shit doing the show right you're still doing the show <laughs> i'm still saying please become a patron and <laughs> knocking my head against the wall <laughs>
It's true. I'm like, does it ever end? You get any peace? I want to go into the light. God damn it. You know? So anyway, but I, I think there's more here than meets the eye. And, and like you're saying, with 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 the uh, world gone good and happiness and bringing out the good, I think that is, uh, I, I really love it. And it's so needed in the world. And you're definitely responding to something that people are, are craving uh, because of all the negativity. Yes, and I want to be clear because a lot of people, like I'm not goody two-shoes. I like to right. say on the show that, that um, just because we're good doesn't mean I'm nice. Because I don't consider myself like the nicest of people, but um, but I'm not in denial of what's happening in the world. At the same right. time, I yes. can That's give you a right. break. And what I love I love about podcasts is that it's um it's non-active listening. Mm. Like it's great on a walk. It's great in your car. It's great when you work out. It's great when you're vacuuming. It's yes. kind of like we try to fashion our show to be like. I'm sitting down at a coffee shop and someone's having a great conversation and you want to go join it, but you know you can't. So you right. Sort of, <laughs> right their conversation but it's right it's, but i wonder sometimes like i say is i think that i think a lot of the immediacy that happens in our world right now is what causes people such angst it's because so yes. many things get thrown at true you so much absolutely once. yes and, and it's we're not twisted built. we're not built yeah, no we're not built you're right you're absolutely right we're built because this is another thing because you know we as far as human beings uh, i've heard forever you know we're we're warmongering and all we've always had wars of course we've always been fighting but the fact that we there's such detrimental psychological effects from war you know shell shock ptsd that says that we're not supposed to be doing that. You know, we're not supposed, it's not life affirming. You don't get PTSD from but yeah, positive compassion, giving and uh, helping each other, but you right. do from hurting each other where that just says it all, even though we might be wired to fight and whatnot. It does. It's not serving us. Maybe sometime in the future we might, hopefully realize this you know as a species if we're gonna ever make it you know it's but yeah 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 yeah. i mean there's more here than meets the eye and that's what i think is so people are longing for the connection and and that's what the thing i like about your show is like you're saying it's not sticking your head in the sand kind of show it's not you know pollyanna either Mm -hmm. right exactly exactly it's not a Disney show, and right. I am very realistic, and I talk to guests and my guests, and I'm like, and I'll, I'll say to certain guests, like, what do you say to people who think you're nuts? Right. Or like, what do you right. think about people? Like, I, I throw it out there because, you know, I, I have all sorts of guests. I just had this woman on um, who does uh, Ayurveda, um, which is a whole Indian 5,000-year-old mm-hmm. um, uh, teaching process. It's all about understanding um, inner, your head, your gut, your heart, your soul. And she was explaining everything. And at one point I said, okay, so some questions that are forming in my head that probably form in my listener's head, are you a nutritionist? Mm. And she started laughing and she's like, no, but there is a circle here. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what I like. I mean, that's what I like. It's for me. It was just that I. What the fuck am I going to do to help the planet? You know right. what I mean? Like, no, you're doing. I'm a writer, but, producer. Yes. Yes. I'm going to do what I know how to do: is entertain. Right. And, 
right. give you a, a, a break for 15 minutes. Right. And minutes. it's awesome. It's awesome. And that, and it also, you know, just connecting and pe with people that other people might not have ever heard about and learning about their experiences. And that's the other thing about the human condition in general. And this is what we talk about on the show too, because we are interdependent and we're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to share with each other. That's why we feel each other's pain. You know, not every species can do that. We're wired to have empathy and compassion and help each other, and which is why we get the same chemicals released when we give something to somebody as when we receive it. You know, we're supposed to help. And, uh, you know, I, and I think that there's so much erroneous, uh, you know, thinking and behavior and it's all misguided, you know, greed. And, you know, as Gandhi said, enough for everybody's need, not for everybody's greed, right? And, uh, but, yeah, for example, well, you had someone on your show who is, you were saying, a trans person. And uh, what was their experience? I've had, I've had several trans people on the show. And it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I personally can't speak mm -hmm, to and mm -hmm. my brain is like what would that be like to right trapped in a i know body that i'm not meant to be in right and at the same time who am i to sit and say no you shouldn't feel that way exactly or, no. like i've said this a million times i'm trying my best i think i said this when we recorded i'm trying <laughs> my best if you want to be called they them there yeah i am doing my best i right. will slip <laughs> yeah. at the same time it's a fucking pronoun i don't right care. i have a I have a friend who decided to go by his middle name, but I've always known him by his first name. Right. Well, I trip up and he just sort of looks at me with this little look and it's okay. Right. But I've called you that name for so long. Yeah, it's in I'm your brain. It's in, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to be respectful. So, right. You know, it's it's so amazing to me. You know, we, we spoke to... Um, I've spoken, I had a couple trans, different trans people on the show, and, and I had one trans guest and talking about how, you know, his community, it's so split. And he's here in California, which you'd think, oh, California is so liberal, right. right? Yeah. And it is split. And, and he has people coming after him. Um, he, he started an art program right. through an art that's... studio that's nowhere near the high school. But he invited, someone from the high school came to it. Uh, a teacher, a PTA, somebody, principal, I don't know who, but an adult came and said, I think the kids would really benefit the trans kids, the gay kids, the lesbian right. kids. Kids who are straight who are interested in art. Yeah. So he did an art night and it had all sorts of people. There was no sexuality. There was uh -oh. no nudity. It was art. And of course, of course, somebody's <laughs> parent found out and blew uh, and they, they came down and said, Oh my God. They went to the PTA board, they went to the school board, and they said he was coming into the into the school after your children. And I asked him, I said, okay. What? I'm gonna put you on the stand right now. The good, the world gone good. <laughs> <laughs> right. The world gone good court. Court of world gone good. <laughs> and I said, have you ever gone in that school? And he said, no. Oh and I go, God. what is she talking But it's, right. it's, we are um, fear, yeah, we are a fear-based society. That's it. That's and, it. And and because of what happened in 2019, 2020, what rocked all our worlds and sent us all back into our little caves. Yeah. And said, no, you can't go to soccer practice. No, you can't go wine right. tasting. You know, you can't go to the movies. 
um, we stripped everybody down and we forced COVID-19 forced everybody to look, yeah. look at yourself. Remember that, remember that SNL skit? There was an SNL skit a long time ago where she'd go, look at, look at yourself in this mirror. Now look, oh, away. Yeah. Now look at yourself. Now look away. Now look at yourself. <laughs> and that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's why a lot of trans people actually came out during my friend who used to be Bob, I knew, uh, is now Robin for, and, uh, uh, basically, you know, she's one of my heroes and explained how it was the pandemic that, you know, she didn't want to die as something she was not, you know, I mean, I get it. I just being gay. I understand that, you know, it's not a choice. It is what it is, but and I tried to be straight, you know, even I, and then I tried to be bisexual, you know, because I. I thought that that would be, you know, half a half a queer would be more palatable. And I even bought a book on it, you know, <laughs> it was called bisexuality. It was like some kind of scientific like book, like a journal. Uh, yeah, it? it was like this, this or not orange. It was a silver book and it was, you know, it was really scientific i don't know what the hell if i looked it up it's probably on amazon but it was some kind of academic book about bison was it, like and an, was it an extra encyclopedia britannica <laughs> no it was like ends? it wasn't fun like that it was all it was just words a lot of words and i thought eh, i'll give it a go you know but it is what it is but i but knowing trans people i'm like well, that must be so difficult and plus my my former niece who is now uh transitioning uh is you know to be it just to be something you're not is uh i can't even imagine let's put it that way and those who are born in the right body should just shut their fucking mouths if you don't understand like who you don't have to understand right right who the fuck says you gotta understand right exactly I have a friend named Ava. I have a friend named Ava, and um, I want to say that her boyfriend was named Michael, but this is where it gets interesting. Ava used to be male. Michael used to be female. They both... Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. This is years ago. Stayed together. Now, my mom... Yeah, sure, sure. Trying to... And she always used to say to me, she'd say, take all sexuality out of it. Mm, which is very difficult yeah. to do for any being. Sorry, right, if you're over right. if you're over twelve, um, <laughs> right? But she said, take all sexuality out of it, and I said, okay. But I still, I'm just like, I don't personally get it. But guess what? I don't have to get it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Right. You don't have to understand. Just shut your mouth if you don't get it. But that's the thing with these. It's sort of like um, some of the. Uh, understanding of this time with right wingers, with the Trump cult and all that is that the cruelty is the point and being uh, a dick to other people basically is their, their birthright. That's, you know, otherwise you're, but see anger is not a solution. Anger Mm -hmm. is an emotion. Rage is not a solution. Yeah. It's an emotion. What are your what are your solutions? If your if your anger and your rage is your emotion that you wear on your sleeve proudly, good for you. Right. However, that that's not a solution. That's not going to fix anything. No. You're not fixing anything. Right. And and I've worked for so many 
fucking assholes mm-hmm. um, because I too work in the entertainment industry. Yes. <laughs> and I've worked with so many people and I can yeah. tell you behaviors that would make your jaw drop. Mm-hmm. But I sit there and just say to myself, you know, uh, you're angry, you're angry, you're angry and mad at everybody. And this whole idea of like, everyone stop being who you are and be, don't be any of these things. Yeah. Okay, well then, <laughs> like, what? fuck you, right? Exactly. What? Yeah, but also, like, what are we mayonnaise? Like, I know, like I know. It's so boring, boring. right? It's, it's so, so true. It's like yeah. they, and that's why we we talk about well with the R- Republican Party. You know, they're all like, we're rugged individuals. Well, just try being a rugged individual in the Republican Party, and you'll they'll fucking drum you right out. You know, it's they're not rugged individual. There's and there's never been a rugged individual in the whole world because we've all leaned on every everyone that came before us and everybody else and you know it's where that's we're, not true. Elon Musk. Oh, oh God, he him. Built. Yeah, he built it himself. I wish which somebody, is a, like, a I, lie. We know. We were talking about this, right? Elon know, Musk I is want, a fraud. I yeah. Want, I yeah. want someone to hand Elon a wrench Ugh, and be he's like. A horror. No, seriously, like, here's a wrench, go, and a, here's some, you know, glue and right, do something. cleaners, go build me a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Like, explain explain, explain it. How the Tesla. Yeah, he can't. explain to me how, because you can't. No, he can't. He's, he's, you he knows, it. right, that's it. He bought his, and then he sued the other, the people who actually right. founded it to get his name right. on the founding documents. And then he tried to have those people's names removed from the documents. Yeah. He's a scammer, just like Trump. You know, he's some yeah. kind of success. He's not a successful built business businessman. He's very successful, Tara, and that's why he <laughs> can't afford. He can only afford to put up a hundred million. Right. That's right. He's so successful. Right. He's so successful. Exactly. And I heard today, it's not fair. The, Everything's unfair. Yes. Um, un un. What word did they use? Un on something unharmable the most the the harmable the the amount of harm <laughs> that he will have Aww. i'm like poor boo boo the poor yeah but yeah but he's what when we talk about on the show like what what billionaire has to pay off porn stars in installments okay <laughs> right <laughs> That's what he did. He paid off Stormy Daniels in installment. Yeah. He could only give her a hundred grand at a time. Right. <laughs> it's I true. I want to know if that if that animal living on his head, oh, um, what a also horror. owes anything. Do you think that they, he wants a divorce? That thing. That's <laughs> that's, at this point, anything that's remotely human is trying to get the fuck out of there. It's so sad. And then you see the Trump family right they and they this is what gets me because you you know i'm in recovery and all that but they go after hunter biden because he's you know a drug addict in recovery he just got clean not too long ago right i think he said that he got clean the day before his father announced the um his presidency or his candidacy it was the day that's his clean date the day before so he was a wreck, you know, and he was open and honest about it. He wrote about it. He was honest about it. But they used that against him. And then you see, like, Donald Trump Jr., who is clearly high half the time. He's There's videos of him. His eye, I mean, I could tell. He's fucking high. He's slurring. He goes on his podcasts 
and he's slurring his speech. And, you know, that's that's dangerous. Well, when you're at that point where you cannot carve out an hour to do your fucking podcast without being sloshed, you know, you got a problem. You know what well, I mean? Let me be honest. When I do mine, <laughs> well, that's different, like though. To, you're not a drug I like addict. To huff, I like to hop some paint before I go on the air. Uh, paint. <laughs> Some nail polish remover. Right. Oh, nail polish remover. <laughs> no, delicious. no, no, no. But, oh yeah, so... I can remember, remember we would... Because we moved from New- Long Island to New Jersey, and we would go back to, like, things on Long Island on the weekends. Uh-oh. And my mother, in the middle of the winter, it would be February, March, freezing cold, and we couldn't roll down the windows, and she would put on that first oh. layer, remember? Then she put on a second layer. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, my God. Shit. Really? She did it in the car? Um, wait, wait. And she'd go, she'd put it in front That's of the incredible. That she could even do that seat. in the car. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was in the back seat. I see in Tough the Magic Dragon. I was like, <laughs> Really? My mother used to smoke a lot of cigarettes, so I get it. I get it. Get it was, it. it stunk. I saw, I saw Amy in the back car one time. Just kidding. Go ahead. Amy. Poor Amy. I hope she's gone into the light by now. I don't want to be like Amy. I mean, my fucking parents and everybody else who's over there better get my ass and take me into the light. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, th- I mean, they would leave me here in my queen's apartment. You know, then I'll be like, you know, <laughs> the the ghost. Uh, uh, that's all I need is to be a fucking ghost in this apartment. Right. It's true. But yes, you anyway. You just wake up whoever whoever moves in there. You just wake them up with the microphone. Right. <laughs> Please become a patron. <laughs> right. It's true. That's what I'm saying. I because I always say that's gonna be on my fucking tombstone. Please become a patron. <laughs> yes, I will go into the light if you buy this mug. Right. My merch. Go to my merch store. So anyway, but yeah, but you're also Steve is not just a host of World Gone Good. He's an author of a book, book? <laughs> one of those he things. He wrote a it's book. Words. He yeah. wrote, what is this book? Tell me about this book. Uh, the book is uh, The Dog Walking Detectives. It is a series. Mm-hmm. It is called Drown Town. It has a 4.9 rating on Amazon and a 4.8 awesome. on Barnes Noble. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, it is narrated by a dead dog. And oh, it is a um, cozy murder mystery with a heaping of comedy. And if you're old school like me and you love Heart to Heart and Remington Steel, wow. then it, it's a book for you. It's That's just, awesome. Um, it's a silly, fun, um, I came up with a pretty good murder mystery. Um, it takes place in a 55-plus community um, where it's somebody who everybody hates, who's been <laughs> the big pain in the ass and the HOA board gets um he's not on the hoa but he's constantly complaining to them he gets bumped off and pretty much no one really cares right so I, that's so funny like, wow so yeah. i just i had a lot of fun it took me um it took me over a year to write the first draft and then another like 10 months to revise 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 and now i'm on the second one i'm uh, wow. three thousand words in get the and, fuck um, out of here wow writing 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 so, and yeah. mist- I never knew you were such a mystery writer. Yeah. yeah. I love to figure out a puzzle. And I was telling somebody the other day, is like, I'm so old school that I got index note cards like we used to use in yes. college. Yes, right. Wrote down characters, wrote down plots, wrote down... That's amazing. Um, uh, uh, MacGuffins, for anybody what? who's a big Hitchcock fan. <laughs> MacGuffins. 
That's a MacGuffin awesome. was when he put something in that was never resolved. It was a random like a MacGuffin. In, in Psycho, wow. it's it's the money that she steals and it gets she hides it. Um, the money, the money from the bank, it's never resolved. I don't believe it's resolved. Right. But anyway, wow. I, I didn't know that. Murder. Hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's, and he does it in all his films. But it, um, I laid everything out on the floor and moved everything around. And that's amazing. An wow. It's really a challenge. It's fun. Yes. Well, that's you're reminding me of a an interview I saw with uh, that guy, the J- George Martin, who or R. R. Martin, who wrote sure, The Game sure. of Thrones. That's exactly what he did. He said he knew he had something when he started to draw a map, and yep. then that's how he started. And he put everybody on a index card and moved it around like you're talking about and he was like yeah i got a whole world here yeah (laughs) i never understand people and i have friends who like i you know i make i do it on my phone or i write notes i'm like no i gotta physically write it and also what's weird about me is like i get ideas just as i'm about to fall asleep Mm -hmm. or in my dreams yes i wake up and i write them down sometimes they're gold i just came up with a great one for the next book but sometimes they're like rainbow, apricot, unicorn roller skate. And you're like, the fuck hmm. did I write down? And like, Amy, is that you? <laughs> you're handwriting at 2 a.m. where you're like, what? Roller Yeah, what? right? What is it, may, it may have made sense in your dream, right? Yeah, it made sense. That's like when I was when I was drinking, I used to write a lot of letters to the editor and uh, or <laughs> write letters to like uh, Congress people and whatnot. I remember you finding one. I should. I know. I even like. I know. Even when I, I remember, I wrote a letter to NBC or something because they did a story on a bikini car wash, and it pissed me off. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, this isn't news. It's a fucking bikini car wash. You know, they do the feel-good stories at the end. What is this? And that's I remember... Be, that's coming up on World Gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bikini car wash. You know, this is like 25 years ago, whatever. And uh, I remember finding this letter. I wish I had it. I, I, maybe I have it. I have like an old box with like really old shit in it that is amazing. But... Um, and it started out really good, but then it turned into like pages about my mother <laughs> and like all my, you know, just, just this fucking like, bleh. you have a book, you have a book, my friend. You don't realize it. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. I do. I do. Anyway. And you also have, uh, you're the writer, director of pretty and, uh, the inn. And I mean, anything going on in that realm? Um, that was a really fun time that cost a lot of money. Yeah, um, it's back. Is it? It's in the past. It's in the real view. Yeah, yeah John. And, yeah. you know John and Doug. John yeah. and Doug got, came on board, friends of ours, and and we were doing web series in 2009. We were making full on, full produced, fully scripted shot. I mean, yep. We did gorgeous. Yep. I mean, I'm really proud of what we did. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's amazing because we were doing streaming series. Yes, before know, granted, it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. Yeah. Now, granted, they were six to nine minutes in length, mm-hmm. but um, but we were doing crazy things, and then we started. Pretty took off. Um, yes. And then started my phone started ringing like we we Jennifer Elise Cox who was Jam Brady in the Brady Bunch movies, 
Joan wow. Van Ark from Not Slam. Oh yes, that's right. She was on. She was in it, right? Joan Van yeah, Ark was in people, Pretty. They started calling me. Right. And yes. I was like, Why? Because it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, they wanted yeah, to be really, in the cool, yeah. you know, series. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, it was a lot of. And it took. Yeah, it took a lot. Yeah. It was a, took a lot, and and the thing I always remember the most is, um, basically the food, our lunches. <laughs> right. I remember how our friend John and I'll and, and not that it'll matter anybody else, but you'll appreciate this. John was so goddamn cheap, and he'd be like, we're "Oh yeah, two pizzas. We're getting two pizzas." Right, because be he like, was a producer. He was like, yes. had the purse strings." He, he had the purse strings, <laughs> and I'd be like, "John, there's 38 people here. We are getting." We budgeted for two pizzas, and he would get so mad because <clears throat> I would take out my credit card and I'd hand my credit card out over to PA and just go, go get ten pizzas. Right. Go crazy. And you have to so feed the crew, it. damn it! You know. You got. Listen, Otherwise, thing, you know, what the fuck? That, that's producing one hundred and one. Anyone who wants to produce anything, whatever the fuck you're producing, here it is. I'm going to give you it. She just told you, feed the crew. That's right. Feed the cat. If you bring in, if you make chocolate chip cookies which I did several times, or brownies, they lose their goddamn minds. You don't even have to pay them. <laughs> you don't you have, have to pay, pay them. them. Just, they just want to eat. That's why they showed they up. They just want to eat. They they're get trying so excited. To, yeah, they're in L.A. trying to make their break. They haven't eaten in weeks, <laughs> right? Yeah. They only take the job so they can bag. get lunch, right? You get that little <laughs> bag of those little tangelos, those little oranges, they lose their minds. Right. That's great. That's a good tip. So there's no more um, video in the... F- and you were also working like a day job, too, while you were doing Pretty. Am I, I wrong? Full time. Yeah, I was working full time. And then... and No, there's no plans at this time. Yeah. I never say never to anything. Right, you never know. Um, yeah. Pretty I mean... was so, so much fun because it was such a simple concept. It was just a proud pageant dad who wanted to win. Yes. And I was so obsessed with toddlers and tiaras. And so right. all we did to make it different was we we cast a net with my friend, my old friend Stacy, mm-hmm. and it was just the idea that she had a growth spurt, so we had a grown woman. To play. <laughs> right, and that was sort of like, you know, Amy Sedaris in uh, what was that? What yes. the hell? Oh Strangers my god! With candy. Yeah, the my favorite, one of my favorite shows yeah. ever. If I like anybody's the whole seen it, and the whole that was life. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Now we're back in school. You gotta, you gotta watch it. If anybody, I still have, I have the DVDs. I don't think I even have a player to play it. But they, they and Stephen Colbert was in that. It was really amazing, oh, yeah. funny, funny show. You know, it's, it's funny because on the very first day of Pretty, Stacy came up to me, and we hadn't even shot one frame yet. And she said, "I don't want this to be a Saturday Night Live skit. I don't want this to be like a silly, you know, I'm an adult playing a kid." Right. And she said, "Help me." And I said, close your eyes. And she closed her eyes. And I said, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Just say it. She goes, okay. I go, close your eyes. Yep. You're five years old. She's (laughs) like, okay. I go, you're home in Texas. I know where she was from. She goes, yep. I go, your father, your dad, what is it that you want from him? And without missing a beat, she says, with her eyes closed, just like this. She goes, uh, he was a raging alcoholic. I didn't want to set him off. <laughs> and wow, I go, that's awesome. play that. And anyone who goes and watches Pretty, which you can find uh, Pretty the Series on yes, YouTube. Yes. Now that I've said that, go watch it. 
and you will see that is oh, what she wow. plays the whole time. That's and awesome. any time, and we had a little thing like she would look at me around the car and I'd go like this. <laughs> like daddy's gonna drink right. and she would she would temper down what she would say and how she would say it so she wouldn't set him off oh and, wow and it was really that was, that's that genius. was the magic yeah it was so simple right right wow that's so much fun too eh, we can't go back though right we we're, can't. we're getting old tips. I mean get everybody <laughs> get everybody food and don't set off the drunk people. Right. <laughs> the message of life. Right. Exactly. So yes, and I so I what what else would I, I was going to talk about with um, you know your world gone good podcast because to kind of weave it into what we're dealing with with politics sure. and everything. But um, there are some countries that are measuring happiness now. The right. the instead of just the GDP. They're measuring the happiness of their population. I think that's pretty evolved. I hope the United States gets there, but we're really kind of falling. Actually, we went, they just did the, um, every year they do the happiest countries on earth. I don't know if you follow this and they, they Sweden, judge it. Switzerland, Netherlands, yep. it's always it's the same. It's always the same. Finland is number one Finland. again, again. Denmark, Iceland, and uh, Netherlands. I'm just looking at the list. I mean, it's the same. It's the same democratic socialist countries. Again, Norway, Switzerland. Did I say that already? Sweden. And it's kind of, uh, to me, it's heartbreaking because I feel like what we're talking about is that, um, you know, there's so much, there's there's just so much delusion going on in this country. And it's like, it's sort of like greed is the only value and we were talking about it on your show about how you know republicans are even selling merchandise that says you know drinking liberal tears and that is just to me it's so fucked up right i'm not i don't want to drink their tears i want them to have health care you know and have a decent life i'm not trying to drink their tears for christ's sake like there's something so fundamentally fucked up about that, you know, like it wanting is, to is, drink somebody else's tears. It's crazy. It is. It is wanting someone else to suffer. Yeah. For what? I am suffering. Because right. I am suffering. That's it. It has. It. it is. It's projection. It's it projection. totally is. You're right. And these and these right wingers who are, you know, they vote for them, but it's political malpractice the way that they twist them into to these you know into an angry mob that storms the capital telling them lies telling them they're under attack somebody's coming to get them and you know uh it's immigrants are coming a, that was actually just a tour i understand <laughs> right <laughs> it was a tour that's true it was just a regular old tourist visit and like or it was right. antifa right that was the <laughs> other one it's antifa it's blm it's tourist it's fbi I understand that they all had to get their parents to sign the release form right so it was just a nice trip. trip right trip to the trip. capital we you did that when i was a kid all yeah. those countries you named have what in common they're not stressing out about yes. their health. That's because right. They know their health is fine. They're not stressing out about That's their education right. That's because right. they know their education is fine. Mm -hmm. They're not stressing out about any. Yeah, you know what? You want to charge me sixty percent taxes, and mm. you tell me that I don't have to worry ever again. Like I could 
free education, free yes, that, exactly. That we would be, and 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 it translates to free education translates to an educated society. Yes, free healthcare translates to a healthy society. Right, because I am not stressing the fuck out over either of those things. Exactly. Yep. So, yep. And you don't have to go on GoFundMe if you get sick, which is a real disgrace. And that's why it's, it's whenever they have these stories on on the news, how great it is. Oh, they had a somebody, some comedian or somebody did a fundraiser for some kid who needed a prosthetic arm or something. It, it really twists me because why, why should they need to do that? They never frame it. Like, this is a disgrace. They're only doing it because of the for-profit health system, you know. And then I looked it up, and in England, if, with the uh, NIH, they're, uh, people who lose a limb are getting bionic prosthetics, and it's, you know, covered. Don't even, now, okay. It's just, Don't like, things like that. It's just, it's... The fact that the fact that they can run in slow motion now yeah. makes me so happy. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the, like, uh, a they're bionic. You're right. You said they were bionic. Th that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, they have bionic. I don't know why they call them. Why do they call them bionic? They do. They, that, yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what it is. Bionic. Yeah, I used to love that show. I was, I really had a crush on Lindsay Wagner. I knew I was gay then. Yeah. Were you, were you, uh, did you have a crush on her too? I thought she was amazing. I, well, you know what's, oh, I, uh, yeah, oh, God, yes. Or Steve okay. Austin. I met her. You I met did? Her. I when? Did. Was she going to be um, on Pretty? We were. Or am I thinking um, wrong about this? Oh, wow, wow. No, I asked her when I met her. It was funny. We, Jim and I were in a restaurant, um, really early in the morning. It was this little healthy place we used to go to. It was like seven o'clock random, like on a Sunday, they just opened. We were up early. Oh, fuck it. It's Palm Springs. Let's go out. We're in there. We're the only ones there. We're ordered at the counter. We sit down and this woman walks in and walks through and Jim's talking to me like blah, 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 blah. And he goes like this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Jamie I go, Summers. So the whole, the whole restaurant is open. We're in a booth. She takes the table directly next to us. Oh, my she God. She sat anywhere. Right. And he he quietly goes, he's like, you have to say something. So I was oh like, my oh, my God. God. So I just turned my body and I said, excuse me. And she looked <laughs> up at me, hair up in a knot, no makeup on. This is 10 years ago. Yeah. Looking great. Yeah. And I just said, I just want to say thank you. You made my childhood. Aw. And... She went, oh, my gosh. She's like, come here. Come here. And she gave me a hug. She hugged really? Jim. Oh. She, she sat talking with us. She could not be nice. So the funny thing about Lindsay Wagner is she talks really She talks really low, like in a whisper. She's a low talker. And you're like. <laughs> you're like, bitch. You're that thing where you're like. I can't hear you. <laughs> you need a bionic ear to hear her, right? That's to hear it. her. <laughs> but no, but getting back, you know, but getting back to what you're talking about is like, um, I. I want smart people to take care right. of me in the future. Yes. I want educated people. Like, right. and that's where it gets screwed is like, I don't, it's not fair that um, people living in low income communities don't have smart, I say this kindly, don't have the level of uh, educated, yes, yes. intelligent, yeah. healthcare people. They yeah. have to drive how many miles? Right. You should make it so cheap that 
Doc Swenson or whoever the fuck yeah. he is can live right in town and it doesn't break him and he wants exactly. to be Exactly. Exactly. And he it's wants true. I, I I want I mean look, I want my my I want my oncologist, my podiatrist, my dentist, I want them educated. Yes. And hot. <laughs> All right, that's a bonus. But no, it's a hundred percent. We have to. I, I what? I mean, investing in the future. You don't know where uh, you send somebody to school, and they might find the cure to whatever is ailing you in the future. And where we are selling ourselves short by allowing kids to come out of college as pretty much indentured servants to the banks. It's really look disgusting. At woman, look at the woman who just gave $1 billion. Who's this? One, oh, Is that, you gotta, it, that look online. Uh, one of us will find it quickly. She just donated $1 billion to a school in New York, a medical school in New York. Oh my God. And as of, as of August, um, her husband left her the money when he passed away. Mm -hmm. He left her billions and he told her, do whatever you feel is well, right. So she, I mean, that's this, nice. There's this gorgeous speech that she gives. And she mm. says at the end of it, um, she says in August, of as of August of this year, all tuition is free. And the place goes crazy. And they're wow. paying back. Every, everybody who put into it is getting paid back. Good for her. I mean, that's really yeah. awesome that she yeah. did that. But here's my opinion on that. I mean, it's great. She's doing good. Because and and within the constraints of this fucked up society, but right. we shouldn't have to depend on the goodwill of a right. of a billionaire benefactor in order right. to get educated. You know what I mean? So that it really is a first of all the fact that there are billionaires is a sign of a sick system, and nobody needs a billion dollars. That's especially Elon Musk, and uh, but. You know, we that's this country is supposed to be the antidote to having to depend on, you know, your Lord. Yeah. And that's because that's what used to happen in the olden days where it where you would work for your Lord. And if something happened, you went to your Lord and you were like, Lord, uh, I need help. And they, if they said, OK, I'll help you. Otherwise, go to the church. Yes. Yes. What's that? That's the lady. Former professor donates $1 billion to provide free tuition Bronx medical. I mean, good for her. She's great. It is good for her. It is. She's no. an amazing it person. But that's something I wish would be kind of in the consciousness. It's never it, – it, even a story like we're talking about, I bet you there will be no mention of the fact that – this is a fucked up uh, way to way to uh, run a medical school or any school, you know, waiting for a billionaire to trickle on us. <laughs> you know, like Stephen Colbert, too. He gives a lot of money to his alma mater. A, a, uh, I think it's an elementary school. Why? Why should we need him? It's great look that he Dolly does Parton. it. Yeah, look at yeah. what Dolly Parton has done her entire career. She has a whole book. She has a whole book club that I don't, I'm going to, bastardize this story but she has a whole book club she's given away millions of books she sends books several books right. kids are getting books from dolly because she wants kids to be educated yeah that's good it's it, listen it comes down to everything we already yes. know it comes down to it comes down to greed but it also comes down to power yes and people who are not educated have only their faith and yeah, i know the, mm -hmm. to, to mm -hmm. live by yeah so that's that's the big the big issue that is the big um 
problem, if you yes, will, yes. in our country. And it mm-hmm. is also, it comes back to, you know, the 1980s Reagan yep. decided that super rich people shouldn't pay 91% tax. That's and it. And he lowered it all the way down to 70. It lowered mm-hmm. all the way down to 45. And right. And then it went down to 25. Listen, I and paid that's more in taxes. Yeah. I paid more in taxes than Donald Trump paid. I know. I, I know. I remember Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney in 2016 or 2012, one of those years, he released his taxes. And I said, fucking A, I paid more than Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, you, we all. And I, don't I, drive, I didn't drive. I don't drive my dog around. Right. My <laughs> oh, God. I know. I know. The fact that they even don't even know that that's fucked up is is just fucked up. But. It's true. We paid more taxes than Donald Trump. One year, the the taxes that we have, one year he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal taxes. Another, and the other years he was the biggest loser. He was the single biggest loser American taxpayer. So we gave him a giant return. So he got millions of dollars. So we were giving him money for being a loser, and because he. He he wrote off everything that he fucked up, every loss that he had, and it was I mean somebody had to be the biggest loser, and it was him, of all people. You know somebody had to be the loser, like the one who lost more money, and it was him. Of course it's him. I mean it's so it's so baffling to me. That's the other thing that's very very depressing about this time is. Yeah, you know, he he is what he is. He's a disgusting waste of human DNA. He's a sociopath, a malignant narcissist. They he's been diagnosed from afar by psychologists and psychiatrists that say he's probably sadist. He's a could be a psychopath, like all these horrible things. But who 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 wants that to be? Who who worships that? Like it just says so much it's about. But it's it's it incredible. Is, it's a giant projection. I know. Mm. I, I Do you know any? Name. Okay. Oh, Don't name them. I work. I work. Are with you people kidding me? And I and I've worked with people, and I know people who are exactly like him. And because he gets away with it, yeah. they see him as a hero. And because he elevates himself, look. Ugh. A big thing with this country so depressing. is black. A black man not only became president, he was overwhelmingly yes voted back in a second term. Yeah, right. And that was too much for this yes. racist country. Yes, you're to right. Handle. You're right. And though it's the pendulum swings the other way, mm-hmm. but you have to ask. It's and it's and it comes down to another thing. It's like so someone gets free education. Good for them. Why? What? What did I miss out on? Well, nothing. Mm-hmm. I could go get right. education. Right. 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 Yeah. Someone gets free health care. Well, what? But I could get free health care. There's there's this whole idea in this yeah. country yeah. that is a sickness. Yes. That somebody else gets something, and they have to be lower on a rung. I have yes. to feel higher. You're than right. A hundred percent. And I've never had that. I've always been so happy when friends of mine get promoted. I yeah. Mean, yeah a, couple, a couple people I don't like. I'm like, oh, right. I'm like, fuck them. that. But right. whatever. <laughs> I hear you. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Um, and I and I sit there and I, I think it's so... Um, right. It's a human condition that is beaten into us. And it's also, I think, an American thing because we were told mm-hmm. even as kids, we're the That's best, right. we're the best. We're I know. One, we're number one. So tedious. And then... Yep. It's so tedious and it's yes. so hard to 
to hear and believe that we're not number one. Because and the whole yeah, one. and the rest of the world hears that as a as a statement of uh, irony. They 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 laugh at that. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so childish too. We're the best. We're the greatest. And everybody else goes, okay, whatever, whatever, Bobby. You know, yeah. it's worry, true. We have six hundred and twenty-five mass shootings last yes. year. Yes, so and they, the, oh yeah, yeah, and it's so we're the best at what exactly? At exactly at greed and and uh, money and politics. I mean, that's really the bottom line. Why that still goes on? It's because even though ninety, like for example, ninety percent of Americans want background checks on gun purchases, but it doesn't get through. Because of uh, the money in politics, because of the gun lobby giving money to these horrible people that are that, you know, that are attracted to to legislature uh, because of the, the money in politics. Yes, power. the power. power. They like the power, and Have it's you addictive. Seen the movie? Did you see the? Do you watch horror movies? Not all the time. I mean, I never. There's enough horror. I don't really like. I like <laughs> Silence of the Lambs and all yeah, things like yeah. that, but so not a not a, like a slasher or something. I don't okay, like that. Okay, so there's a there's a horror movie called Thanksgiving, which mm, is kind I've of funny. I've heard of this. Yeah. Well, because like it's kind of funny because you know Halloween was the big movie of all time, right. and they did Thanksgiving, but it opens with a tragedy that happens on Black Friday at like a Walmart style store. Oh, wow. Now, I'm not saying you need to go watch the whole movie. Yeah. But I highly recommend you go watch the first 15 Just that minutes. scene, yeah. <laughs> the amount. It is so over the top crazy and everyone's behaviors. And he's getting that and she's getting that. Why are they doing this? Oh, my right. God. Just gonna, and, uh -huh. and there's there's definite parallels to January 6th going on. They've got those stupid... Um, little oh barrier thing oh yeah and, wow but i gotta watch this yeah i saw the ad it, for it uh-huh it's it's a fun slasher it's kind of it's not too bloody or gross or anything like that it's a lot of like ah you know like that right but, um but the commercialism the greed the, yeah i gotta have i gotta have i gotta have and it's so funny because they keep pushing i can't remember what it's like a, it's like an air fryer or something but they all run in <laughs> And it's so it's so movie because they all are grabbing air fryer boxes and they're all just grabbing them. Do you know how much an air fryer weighs? It, no, it gotta be. It's a lot. It's gotta be 20, like twenty five pounds. Right. Right. <laughs> Is but that the that's the big like, hot item? Air fryer. No, but they're also just they're picking up empty boxes. Right. I'm like, at least put something in the damn. Oh, I see. Yes, <laughs> yes. They just but, didn't bother to put anything in the box. The uh, the set dressers. But we watched dressers. it, and I was just like, <laughs> "This is so over the top," but not. But it's real. Yes, you would it's think real. it's over the top, but then you see the actual videos of people going nuts on Black ever, Friday. Have you ever gone to one of those things? No, like, I would never. Yeah. I have no interest. I have no uh, in going and waiting online or what to buy some shit. I I want to go home. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> like I want I hate the been, mall anyway. I don't like. I, I've been to, um, the only other place. The only place I've ever been to Filene's basement. Oh oh god. Oh wow. Are you kidding? Just to experience. Right. To experience it. Wow. Well, how was it? it? What was? It was. It was the '90s. It wasn't that crazy. Right. Or 80s. Isn't that where? That that's where everybody goes nuts, right? They go. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. Wedding. <laughs> like a wedding sample dresses. sale. Right. Oh, and they show them pulling it and and fighting and fist fight. There was some actually. I just saw something on the this app, the Citizen app or whatever, 
It was a fucking fist fight uh, in the gym, and I can't even imagine. But anyway, <laughs> not to uh, somebody was probably like, hey, you know, two guys. Hey, man, wipe that off or something. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's so stupid. And aren't these people embarrassed, don't you think? Especially now, there are cameras everywhere. And that's one thing. There's sometimes when I'm working, I'll I'll watch uh, YouTube will come on with all the. I was I was telling people in the chat that I was watching a lot of public freakout videos. God help! I hope I never end up on one of them. You know, because everybody's got a camera, and they're not that I would you know freak out like that. But these people, it's like fucked up. But the but the thing is, what I noticed with these public freakouts, they'll have Karens gone wild or whatever, which is. Every Karen I know is a nice person. So anyway, that's kind of stupid. But they, um, it's like, you know, it makes me, it, it, it kind of depresses me after a while because just watching people argue about bullshit. But what I noticed too was that sometimes there'll be some, you know, you could tell they're Trump supporters. And that, like, for example, one lady had a phone and she had a picture of Trump on her phone like this. Okay, with two, you know, with his fingers in the air. Like, what the fuck is that? And she's filming the other person with, you know, and you could see it. It's on her phone. Uh, It's like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Like, this is why they're voting for him because he's like a big fuck you to everybody. And it's. He's a a fuck. Yes, he's a fuck you to the system. Right. They want it. And, and and Bannon and Miller and the whole group of them, they've wanted to destroy the system, burn it yes. to the ground and build it in their racist, in their, misogynistic, yeah. authoritarian, yeah. authoritarian, anti-Semitic, Christo-fascist, yeah, everything. Christo-fascist mm-hmm. um, way. And, you know, you got Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson oh is a... Oh, my God. He's so... He's in the... Clo- he's, he's a fucking closet. Case. You know, his wife is... Uh, she's no. a therapist or something that has a, a friggin' uh, therapy group that does conversion therapy, gay conversion. conversion. Yeah, they were in conversion therapy. She won't talk about it now because it's... Right, because it's not... It doesn't. She'll talk about, about it behind the scenes, but he might even be one of her clients, you know? Third in line. Third in line. I know. This horrible... Th- right. And you go... Right. Just a horrible, Marjorie. I mean, low, low, I mean, very unfit. It's really embarrassing when you think this is who you're going to send to, when you want to send somebody somewhere, somewhere great and special to repre- represent you, you're going to send her, him or you're going to send Marjorie Taylor Greene? You're like, oh, let her represent us. That's a reflection on you, you know? It's like that's who you want to represent, it's like, who are these people? Don't they have any dignity, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. But it's probably because they're, they're the same. They all feel like, fuck you. They're always, like, being triggered and with triggering libs and, like, triggering us. What the fuck is wrong with you? Really? It's they're the ones really who are suffering. I mean, we're suffering because we're well, I'm suffering and <laughs> thinking about this country falling to fascism. That's what gets me very very uh nervous. But 
I mean, I'm not trying to hurt these fuckers. I just, I mean, like, for example, they come in, they want to tell people what, what, how to live, who to marry. You know, if you have the same peepees, you can't get married and all this. But we're not flying in to their fucking whatever, their, you know, hovels and telling them not to have 19 kids and counting. You know what I mean? Like, we're not telling them. Lauren Boebert is giving hand jobs to guys. <laughs> right. That's Adam's the other thing. Productions and her son, yes. her daughter got. Oh yes, from a that's son, right. From a now the uh, her son is now eighteen, but he just got arrested today. He was booked on like twenty-two felony counts, one of grand theft auto, all these. Yeah, Atta not boy. just a petty crime. He's a he's also a father. Just like she was a mother at this basically the same age, but he she's a grandmother at the age of thirty six. She's so, a mother, all right. She's, she's a, a friggin' mother. They're horrible You're people, right? But then she goes to she's a Christian. Right? She's always telling us about how Christian she is. That's the other thing. They they always tell us how Christian they are, but. We never see how Christian they are. They, you yes. know, There's right? Words and their actions. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes to the friggin' Beetlejuice show. It's not like she's going to, like, you know, some hot. I called it Adam's family. And you oh, yeah. One of, them. <laughs> one of them. It's kind of the them. same. The, you know, the same, same thing, right? But she, it's kind of like a kid's show. It's not for. It's not like you're going to, you know, some 42nd Street, you know, hot. T- titillating uh, burlesque show or something. Circa, she's going to like a kid. Yeah. And she's like friggin' smoke. She's vaping. She's giving the guy a hand job. He's like grabbing her boobs like as if he's, he's just basically honking on them. Not even, it's just yep. like honk, honk, yeah. honk, honk. And, 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 um, yep. She's a good and time, Stuart girl. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. You broke. Kicked out in three days. What happened? What happened? Um, you just um, froze up. <laughs> remember Al Franken? Al Franken put up a photo. They they had that photo yes. that he did years ago joking oh, about grabbing that right. woman. Oh, that's right. Oh, days. that's right. And Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene is putting up photos oh, of I know. Biden's naked photos. Yeah. Naked in on the house floor. I know. And they're all just sitting there and no one's, everyone says, and this is all of them. Mm, mm, mm. What a, what a bunch of fuckers. And that's the thing. What I, as far as Hunter Biden, he was interviewed and he was saying, they're trying to make me relapse. That's what it, and because uh, that would be devastating to my father. And he, he said that he's not going to relapse. He's not going to give them the satisfaction, but it's, he kind of thinks of his recovery sort of like in line with the, the, uh, the country that he, he can't relapse because if he does, it's the end of the country. That's what he says to himself. You know, like he has to stay clean even in spite of what they're doing to him, which is abuse. It's nothing but abuse showing pictures somebody's private photos and that were stolen off of his laptop by the way stolen he they he didn't put them out there they stole them and are broadcasting them and he's somebody that's open about his struggles but they use it against him and he's you know it's he's courageous but 
you know, they're all a bunch of goddamn hypocrites. You, I, you cannot tell me that Donald Trump Jr. is not loaded. He is. You gotta, you just gotta look at him and hear him. But the the difference is that he can't go to his father and say, "I need help, Dad," because his father would disown him. And what would he do then? You know, he's not. He can't get. I mean, he's only worked with the goddamn Trump organization. It's not. You know what I mean? It's not like he's some great uh, businessman himself. They're all just a bunch of parasites, really feeding on this horrible disease in the in the body politic. You know, it really is. But anyway. <laughs> World gone good. Well, thank you for you know, on that listen, I think that's a that's a great note for me to that's sign That's a good off on. yes. I thank you so much. <laughs> You're so funny. Yes, that I, is a know, good note. Yeah. It is. I, I, I thank you for having me. Yeah, thank um, you for coming on. And everybody uh enjoyed it very much so in the chat. And I want the full transcript of the chat sent to me. Okay. Um, but I want you to handwrite it. <laughs> That'll take a while. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Handwrite it. We go old school. Yes. So yeah. Anyway, check out World Gone Good, and you, in between this podcast. podcast. Yes. After yep, this podcast, you're when you're after this one, yes. you know, when you're very, when you're Need feeling anxious, <laughs> go well, to World really Gone. Quickly, I'll tell you. Next week, we're doing an entire show called Good News. Oh, it's okay. World Gone Good News. Nice. It's all good news. I need to so. listen to that show. Definitely. Just, you will. You will. You will sit and go. Okay. And there's and a, and and almost all of it is from our country. Okay. So it's, it's good. Shit we need in our it. Own we so, totally yeah. need it. We need it. And people in the chat are very happy. They think we made a good uh, team here tonight. So yes, I'm happy to come back anytime. Yes, as long as as long as the check clears. What <laughs> you send it to? Uh, cool. All right. We'll talk cool. about it. We'll talk about it later. Anyway, I'll send you some pizza or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Send pizza and a mug. Okay. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I could send you a mug. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. I'll buy it. All right, it. my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. And I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, everybody. Steve Silverman, an amazing person. He puts me to shame. Look at he's he's writing books. He's making movies. He's doing podcasts. I could barely get out of bed in the morning some days. Is he on YouTube? Stephanie asked. No, it's on. If you go to World Gone Good, it's he only does a. His podcast is only audio, but if you go to World Gone Good. You'll be able to listen to it there, but it's also on iTunes, Spotify, all those places. He should do YouTube. I, I don't know. I said something about that, but I think it's easier for him or you know how it is. <clears throat> it's difficult to get on with video and everything. There's a whole other, it's a whole other ball of wax. So, all right. So let's see what time we got. We still got time. You guys still into hanging out? That, that was just kind of a couple of friends hanging out there, me and Steve. I know Steve for a while. He's a good friend. He's amazing. We worked on some shows together. So And, I, uh, and I'm not kidding. I admire him immensely. And he's so creative. He's the real deal. He's kind. He's generous. He's 
just oh, and he was talking about Jim. I should have said that's his husband, and they've been married for many, many years. So yeah, he loves animals. He does work with animals, rescuing animals, helping animals. You know all that. He's another animal person like me, and he's amazing. He's amazing. So and yeah, I need world gone good. We got to look at the good things, too. We do. I think we look at good things here, too. What do you think? Tara should be live on TikTok, Twitch. Can you go live on TikTok? I didn't know that. Wait. Hold on. Hold the, hold the phone, Errol. You can go live on TikTok? Because I will. I'll do it. Because <clears throat> I hear that TikTok is the place to be. Let me see something here on my restream. Because I, I buy this thing. Oh, well, it's a, a subscription. Restream? Let me see. Oh, yeah, TikTok is in there. So, because what restream does, you probably, it says it right in the name. It takes my stream and it breaks it up and sends it all over the place. We tried to do the show a long, long time ago when I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I know a little bit more now. I still kind of don't know what the hell I could, I'm doing. But, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it, Kathy, on the chat. Yes, I will be. I, will. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I thought you could only do like a minute video or something. But years ago when I first start, started the show, I went live and st was streaming through the, through my own um, computer or whatever to YouTube, everywhere, everywhere. And it basically friggin' crashed everything. So I had to get this thing, Restream. So I didn't even, I haven't checked in so long on the Restream, it's on the Restream platform. You could go in and add channels. <clears throat> I also see... Instagram, Amazon Live, uh, okay, Amazon Live, Facebook Live, well, Facebook is, 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 as far as I know, Facebook is going away for external streams are going away. Anywho, I was on World Gone Good, by the way. And I will be on the show soon. It's not up there yet. But it will be. It will be up there soon. And we'll have Steve back. He's fun, isn't he? Yes. Oh, Stephanie. Steve says, I mean, uh, Stephanie says, Steve is crazy fun. He's great. He's just an incredible guy. And I'm, I feel very fortunate to know him. Sort of like I feel fortunate to know you guys. I really do. I think about you. And I put you on my gratitude list. I don't know about you. You know, we we people in recovery, we got to do things like that, make gratitude lists and shit so we don't fall off the the deep end. But, yeah, I put you on my list there, guys. I, I can't, just can't uh, tell you how much, not, I can tell you. And I will tell you. 
I love you. All right, let me, I want to show you something. Do I have this? Yeah, here, like we were talking about Donald Trump Jr. Hi, you guys, you could be the judge here. You Tell me, what do you think? November, we'll be speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> Anybody? What do you think? It's just a clip. Let's, let's play it again. In November, we'll be speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Come on, guys. Look at his fucking face. Look at his eyes. He's high. No one looks like that, and they're not high. Yes, he's got dead eyes, that's for sure. His eyes are dead. Dead, dead, dead. It is true. But that's probably, it's part of the, maybe it's the disease of addiction. Knowing that his daddy doesn't love him, is incapable of love. His father can't love him. And, and you know for a fact, if this person got, let's say, I don't know, somehow, it came out that he was an addict and needed to go into rehab or whatnot, whatnot he can't go out. That's what he's, that's, that is what is tearing him up. Because he knows how conditional his, his father's love is. Did you see the other night? Oh, God, I didn't grab this video. I wish I had. When uh, the con man was thanking all of his family, <laughs> but left out Eric, f forgot Eric. He went through everybody. You know, Baron, Tiffany, and he left out Eric until somebody handed him a note later on. And they were like, and he was like, oh, I have a son, a very incredible son. Such a fucking idiot. How do you forget your son? Right? And they're standing on stage. See, it, it's the con man's world and everybody lives in it. That's the way it is with a malignant narcissist. And he's been diagnosed as a malignant narcissist. In fact, somebody commented on one of the videos saying where I think one of the videos is about Trump, me saying Trump is a sociopath and somebody's like, uh, listen, sweetie, I know sociopaths and he, sociopaths don't have any emotion and that's not Trump. Trump is not a sociopath. Bullshit. He has no emotion for anybody else but himself. He's probably more a malignant narcissist. He's not, he's got no empathy for anybody but himself. He's got no love. He can't feel love. That's why love is a, it's a, it's like their version of patriotism. Love is, you know, their patriotism is very superficial. It, it, only involves stars and eagles on your shirt and big giant flags that are obnoxious and annoy people. It all fits with their annoying everyone. That's what they think is, I guess, they're fighting for, for what? By being annoying? By being tediously annoying. It's like the prank bots I told you about.
Like, what are you doing, you fucking idiots? Like, go volunteer. Uh, do something. Volunteer at a soup kitchen. Go out and go to uh, your local animal shelter. You don't want to deal with people? Go to your local animal shelter. And that's what I used to do. Not that you got to do everything I do, but, you know, make yourself useful. I used to go to animal shelters. I used to volunteer at animal shelters, giving the dogs a, a break out of the cage, take them for walks. They would they'd be very appreciative. Then I would clean the cat cages. There's so much shit to be done. There's so much work to do. And you can do, and it, and you feel better when you're, you just feel better. You don't feel like drinking your fellow Americans' tears. You don't feel like triggering them or, or putting a, a picture of a con man on your phone with a middle finger up. For what reason? For what? Why? You see, FDR... Obama, like all all of the well, not really Clinton. What did, what did Clinton give us? Nothing. He gave us more trickle down telecommunications act. But when you think about the Democratic pre- uh, presidents and representatives, yeah, they're leaving legacies of of uh, enhancing lives and thinking about people's lives. It's one of the most telling uh i'm just trying to find the right words the um well it's not really you know my favorite quote it's up there and i wish that the the democrats would would um embrace first of all they embrace fdr's second bill of rights they we should start once again fighting to bring fdr's second bill of rights to fruition but the <clears throat> the fa- my uh, the, the famous quote from FDR better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity than the oh then uh, the constant omissions of a government caught in the or stuck in the ice of its own indifference does that sum it up better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity than the constant omissions of a government stuck in the ice of its own indifference. Simple. Help, do something, try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. But every time, this is another thing about the Republicans that get me freaking irate, is that what are they doing besides standing athwart history yelling stop but they're they also stand on the sidelines nitpicking like nanny it's not working it's not working fast and then they'll like jenga start pulling out the some of the pillars and then they complain look it's not working it's not working it's like the irs they don't want to fund the irs they take the funding and say, oh, I have IRS agents are coming for you. They're going to get you. They're going to, there are tyranny. It's tyranny. No, it's not. It's customer service. When you pick up the phone, you don't have to 
carve out a day on your calendar to talk to the IRS. There's a functioning bureaucracy, which is a hallmark of democracy, by the way. That's one of the things that helped the Roman Empire last for nearly a thousand years. They had a bureaucracy. In fact, they pretty much created, invented the bureaucracy, for Christ's sake. And we need that. We need nonpartisan bureaucrats pushing pushing the the papers and without simply without an agenda. The agenda is to function, to have services, to be there, to pick up the phone when somebody calls. Oh, no taxes. Ta- they don't want to pay taxes. Oh, that makes them smart. Well, who pays for the soldier's body armor? Who pays for, you know, all the things that you think are free? You know, because some billionaire felt like trickling it, I guess. That's the world they want to take us back to. And it's very good, like Steve was saying. I, it's great that woman donated a billion dollars that everyone can go to school. And we know that there's studies that say that we could end world hunger today with the billions in uh, a few people's pockets, the, which is sick. It's sick. What kind of system is this? It's disgusting. It's unconscionable. But, oh, that, is that freedom? No, it's not. We're an interdependent species. So being a host from which to suck profit and discard is not freedom. Oh, just because the person sucking the profit and discarding you is just as racist as you are doesn't doesn't improve your life. Because the only thing that they really give these people is racism being a dick, being an, an asshole, being racist, being uh, somebody that has uh, the picture of the president with the middle finger up. Could you imagine a, a picture like that with Obama on it? Would you, could you imagine any, any Democrat, any normal person having a picture of Obama on their phone with his finger up? It's doesn't make any sense. People would be like, what the fuck is that? It's, does it, it's bizarre. Because the president, like Obama said, oh, there's no red America, blue America, there's just a one America. There's no red states, blue states. It's the United States. You always hear Democrats talking like that. You, but then you hear the Republicans. Oh, Massachusetts liberals, New York liberals. California liberals. We don't want to be like that. We're real America. Real America. As if Massachusetts isn't real America. It's ridiculous. There's no real America. This is America, you dumbasses. But not you guys. I'm talking to them. I'm talking to him. All about division. And that's all they do. Divide people, trigger them, make them upset. It's, 
it's unconscionable. It's political malpractice. Take robbing from the whatever is left of everyone's serenity of the of the people that are giving them the power to represent them. They're turning around and thanking them by robbing them of their serenity. Ideally, we put we send people to go in, to represent us. That's that's the way government's supposed to work. You know, a functioning democracy is supposed to work that we send our representatives to government to make the logistics go, make us uh, able to, you know, enjoy our lives. This blip of time that we share. We shouldn't have to be worried all the time that someone's going to come and, you know, Tell us what we can read, what we can't read, what, what, how, what kind of life we can live, what kind of legal marriage contract we could sign with somebody. Let me play this video once again. You guys tell me what you think. In November, we'll be speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> He's high. He's high. And you know it for a fact. If he ever came into the rooms, guys, oh, my God. Who? First of all, he would never because he doesn't have the courage and he knows his daddy would disown him. But anybody want to help him? Sponsor him? Mm, no, thanks. I don't know. In November, Marsha Blackburn. Tended to see. In November, we'll be speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha <laughs> Blackburn. So, he's trying so hard. He's really trying. Tended to see. And that's how you know. I mean, he's really in a crisis. As somebody in recovery, I can I know in my professional opinion, he he can't even stop. He can't wait till after the show to get loaded. And it's not just you know he's taking a glass. So some people like to drink a glass of wine and do a podcast. If you're not an alcoholic, that shouldn't be a problem. But if you're if you're suffering from the disease of addiction. You can't say no. You can't stop at one. So you get loaded. And maybe that's your baseline. You've been drinking since the sun came up or since you woke up out of your unconscious stupor because I wouldn't even say it was asleep. You were asleep. More like passed out. So, there's no doubt in my mind. In November, we'll be <laughs> no speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> I'm trying to find this other video where he's... I can't find it, though. Where he's... He's swearing up and down. Oh, these liberals are spreading all these rumors that I'm high, I'm on cocaine. That's how you know it's true. 
they get very uh, triggered and they feel like they need to respond. You know, it's like Trump when Hillary called him a puppet of Putin. Oh, no puppet here. No puppet. You're the puppet. Puppet, puppet. No puppet. No puppet. No collusion. No collusion. No puppet. I'm no puppet. You're the puppet. You, you're the puppet. I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. No puppet. No puppet. You are a puppet. And so are the Republicans. It's a disgrace. You should be, you should be very upset. I mean, you should be, oh, here, speaking of a, tr- a damn traitor, did you see this? Now, Tucker, Tuckio Rose is very upset that his, I guess, what he, uh, he tried to, I guess what he thought in his mind was going to be a bombshell, a bombshell interview with Putin where he licked his boots, asked him no tough questions, agreed with every line of bullshit that fell out of his lie hole, including that the Nazis were forced to invade Poland. You know, it was Poland's fault that they they did something to the Nazis. And and Tuckio Rose was like, of course, of course. The fuck? That's so weird. It sounds like someone's knocking on the door. It's very windy out. It's so scary. It's kind of scary. Speaking of Amy, right? Anyway, so Tuckio Rose is upset. So, and I'm not sure if you saw this. He he went on his podcast and complained about it. The idea that I'd be flacking for Putin when, you know, my relatives fought in the Revolutionary War. Like I'm wow. as American as you could be. Wow. Um, Amazing it's like crazy to me. And totally Applebaum calls me a traitor to my. Okay. <laughs> and Applebaum. It's just like so dumb. I, it... Oh, it's so dumb. They're so stupid. I want to drink their tears. It's so dumb that they're calling me a traitor. Do you have anything of substance to de- defend yourself with? This is who the Republicans are. You notice it's like Trump. His tax cheating, his uh, election interference, everything's election interference, of course. Even the hush money to the porn star, that's election interference as well. The rape trial, the coup, the classified die. Oh, it's so unfair. Everyone's picking on me. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's no, there's no substance in the arguments. Like they're, it's like their patriotism. It's all, it's all show. It's all giant, annoying, and uh, oversized, overcompensating flags and stars and eagles and being a dick, being an ignorant dick. But oh, he's like, the, the, I'm shilling for Putin. It's so stupid. Is it stupid? You know, when everyone is calling you a traitor, when everyone is shocked and embarrassed by you, by your your obsequiousness to a a democracy loathing dictator when everyone is embarrassed that you went to a supermarket and you you had a hard on for the for Russia 
and you denigrated the United States. Radical. I'm radical. It makes me radical to see that what? Radical, radical. Cause the, the he liked the train station, but you know we yeah, we suck here. We suck. We're not like an authoritarian dictatorship. We have freedom, so you know sometimes freedom is messy. And it reminds me of some show I saw a long time ago on PBS. Some. Uh, I think it was on Charlie Rose or something. It was a long time ago where they had spies. They were interviewing a, a former American spy and a, and a former Russian spy from the Soviet Union, from the old Cold War days, so to speak, which are still happening, I guess now, happening again. And they said, the, the Russian spy struck me because he said it was so, um, it was so easy to really to do their dirty work here in America because we are free. And that's what the the American spy said. Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult in Russia because everything is so locked down that they're, they don't have freedom. They're being watched. They're being... They, they don't have the same rights. So it's... You got to be extra careful not to get caught and i i always found that a little interesting well it is interesting because that's the price of freedom and this is exactly what the what the american spy said he was like yeah it's the this is the price of freedom we sometimes the russians have an easier time spying on us but Sometimes somebody takes a piss in the subway because, I don't know, I mean, I don't even, I consider it more a failure of capitalism than it is of freedom, right? We should have no no homeless or mentally ill who feel like they have to pee in the subway. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. But this guy... Let's play him again. The idea that I'd be flacking for Putin <laughs> when... The idea? We saw it. We saw it. You did. You flacked for Putin, and even Putin said it. Putin said it. Putin said, my God, I couldn't believe what a, what a, what a lickspittle he was. No tough questions at all. I was expecting tough questions, but all I got were fawning praise and agreement. He should he and and the thing that struck me about what he's saying too is that he's like Trump, you know how Trump thinks he's a genius or says he's a genius because he had an uncle that worked at MIT. So, as if his uncle working at MIT makes him a genius, you know, camera woman man, TV. Such a genius. So genius, he stares right into the sun during an eclipse. What a genius. What a genius. He fails at every venture. In fact, he fucking couldn't make money in a casino. Are you kidding me? The idea that I'd be flacking for Putin. It's, it's outrageous. I mean, I'm so American. I had a relative that... 
fought in the Revolutionary War. That doesn't, what does that have to do with now? Huh? What does that have to do? More stolen valor, Tucker? Somebody fought in the Revolutionary War? Was it Benedict Arnold, perhaps? Oh, there's nobody more American than me. No, that doesn't, it's not how it works. You could have a relative that fought in the Revolutionary War and turn around and be a traitor. That's what happens. You're your own person. You don't get to point to a relative that lived 300 years ago and say, well, this guy excuses my my embarrassing interview with Putin. Not only that, he is... It's not just the interview, too. That interview was way over the top, of course. But he's got a long history of kissing Putin's ass. Of praising Russia. They all do. The Republicans all have... We can point to all the examples of how Russia is so... It's so great. Why can't we be like Russia? The Republicans are saying, like Ted Cruz. Why can't we have a military like Russia? They are, they look, they have a commercial that looks like it's out of the Avengers. Why can't we be like them? Because our military sucks. We're, we're so, we suck. Everything sucks. And they say, oh, well, it's, we can't recruit because of woke, where the military's too woke. Because we have trans soldiers in in the military, trans service people. Oh, that's too woke. Nobody gives a shit except them, but it's not the wokeness. Maybe we have recruitment issues because we have a good economy and people have options now. You know, you don't have to, like Thomas Jefferson said, sell yourself out to be shot for a sixpence. Look at his face, though, this pudgy freak, this pasty face thing, this chicken-murdering trust fund brat that never worked a day in his life. Did he ever sweat on a, on a job site, you know? Did he, does he know what it's like to get up and trade your time for a paycheck? No, of course not. He, everything was handed to him. He was born on third base, thinking he hit a triple. But he's very underwhelming. That's the thing. We all know it, except, I guess, the Republicans. He he f- uh, failed, just like his hero Trump, his wannabe dictator. Had, had a show on every network. This, he ran out of networks. CNN, MSNBC... Until he's, even Fox couldn't take him anymore. Uh, I'm so American. My relatives fought in the Revolutionary War. Like, I'm a... Wow. Do you see his... Like, in the war. Guys. See, and you're a traitor. It's even more disgraceful. Guys. Look at his face. In the war. Look at that, guys. How, I don't understand how they think that it, ma- it, it, 
it matters. Like, as if that means he can't be a traitor because somebody else a long time ago did something. Well, it's stolen valor. That's all. That's the only valor they have. That's why it pisses me off. One of the things that I saw when President Biden met the the fallen so soldiers that were just killed over, you know, wherever the hell they were now. And uh, where were they? I forget. It's hard to remember all the places we're in conflict, but... Syria, right? Am I wrong? I don't remember. Anyway, so the three service members who lost their lives uh, and President Obama, I mean, uh, President Biden met the 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 returning soldiers. Uh, they did a dignified transfer of their caskets and the camera panned over, you know, you had the the military, you had the military people, you had the generals and all that, and they're saluting. And the president and the first lady had their hands over their hearts, as they should, even though he's the commander-in-chief. Because they're civilians. And it always pissed me off, and nobody ever pointed it out, of course, but we, but us on this show, that... He, you know, who the fuck is... How dare Trump? How dare he? Salute? That's stolen valor. He never served a day in his life in the military. He's not a retired... And even if you are retired... I don't remember, actually, if you salute or not. No, if you're not in uniform, you're not a... You're not... You're not in the military, you freak. You, you're not. When our country called you to be in the military, your feet hurt. You said, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You did everything you could to get out of it because you're a traitor. You're a weak coward. And you, wouldn't, you haven't served a damn thing except yourself for your entire wasted life. So who the hell are you? Yes, he saluted. That's right. Haiku on the chat. He saluted Kim Jong-un's general like a goddamn traitor. Could you imagine? They, they went, they shit themselves when, I think, when Obama bowed to somebody, if I remember correctly, but they always do. It doesn't matter. It's okay if Republicans do it. I don't know if you saw that on Jimmy Kimmel. I should have grabbed that clip. He did a thing where they sent somebody out, you know, man on the street type interview, and they were and they asked these questions to Trump supporters, saying, "Well, what about um, a person who said that something? You know, whatever. It was something that Trump did that uh, paid off a porn star and for a hundred thousand dollars in installments." When their wife, oh, because they were he, they were presenting it as if it was Biden, you know. Reports came out that President Biden, oh, then they were saying President Biden told people to inject bleach as a cure for COVID. What do you think of that? Or put a light in your body as a cure for COVID? And they were like, oh, that's a disgrace. That's terrible. And they're like, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. That was Trump. And 
they switched without even without a sense of irony or an apology or self-awareness nothing they were just like i gotta find that actually let's play this while i find that as american as you could be no you're not um, you're a traitor it's like crazy to me and apple bomb crazy calls me a traitor oh. like, okay and apple bomb it's just like so dumb i it... is it dumb or are you a traitor it's just like so dumb everybody that everyone's calling me a traitor. This is like the dumbest thing, right? Everyone, I'm not a traitor. I had somebody in the fucking war or something. Somebody was in a war once, somewhere in my whole lineage of useless chicken killers. How many other people, not only did you kill chickens, they kill, how many people they killed with their clogged arteries from their swans and crap sodium packed filth tv frozen crap hole dinners all right jimmy kimmel let's see trump biden questions how would i find this hmm no somebody must have grabbed this uh Damn it. Hmm, that's three years ago. Let me see. This week, was it? Or last week? It's hard to remember. <laughs> I'll find it another, and maybe we'll play it on another show. All right, listen, guys. It's, a, it's 11 p.m. Here in the Terrorbuster Studios, and in November, we'll be speaking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. In November, November, Tennessee that Bebeba. The uh, I'm totally not high. Uh, look at his eyes. November, and that slack jaw. I have so many more things to talk about, everyone. And we will do it on Friday. All right? How's that? We'll meet back here on Friday. Let me write myself a... Hey, Siri. Mm -hmm. Remind me to find the clip of Jimmy Kimmel asking Trump supporters about just things that Biden blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll remember what it means. All right, listen, guys, guys, guys. I want to thank Steve Silverman from, for coming on the show. I thought it was a good, he was good. What do you think? He's a good guest, good person, good friend, fun guy, very talented, very uh, strong and powerful. Very, uh, like nobody's ever seen. Just uh, very good and strong and uh, don't be so nice, you know? That's what I was saying. Don't be so nice when you come on the show. Bang their heads. And, okay, so we will see each other on Friday. Oh, and I want to, you know what? I'm so bad. I 
totally forgot to shout out to Charlie from APS Radio News. What the hell is wrong with me? I think it was because I was a little discombobulated in the beginning of the show, trying to get all the links up and that Rockfin wasn't playing and all this other shit. I'm sorry, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News for putting this show on the great APS Radio News roster. I really appreciate it. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It's keeping the show going and growing. It means a lot. And I also appreciate your and recognize your your help for the community cats which does go to the community cats i want uh, let me i guess you'll have to take my word for it but it's true because when you send a paypal donation my chewy orders are hooked up to paypal and it goes to feed the the community cats so thank you. I thank you, Charlie, really, for making me part of the roster. It means a lot. And I will give you double double promotions on Friday. Hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. Remind me to give Charlie from APS Radio News double promotions on Friday. Okay, I added it. All right. I need that. I need Siri. She's she's not she's usually useless. Okay, Siri, go away now. You suck. Sometimes she'll say, "I can't respond to that." She's not really good with much. She's good to ask what what the weather, you know, what's sometimes that's it, you know, the weather and to remind me of things. Because I always need reminding. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. And it's, she's, that's it. She sucks. Although uh, sometimes I'll say, hey, Siri, open the Progressive Voices app. Look. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. You hear that? That's exactly it. So what good are you? Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Open the Progressive Voices app. Why do I need you then? You suck, Siri. See, she won't. She won't. She's ignoring me. She's giving me the silent treatment. I hate that. My mother used to do that. You know that? The silent treatment. Isn't that fucked up? My mother was very whatever. Rest in peace, my mama. I forgive her. It took, took some therapy, but... Um, I see her as a sad, you know, she had her own shit. She had a fucked up childhood. (sighs) Sick. What does that hurt people hurt people? Right. All right, my loves. I love you. Yes. Pookie's mommy, Irene. Siri only listens to me when I'm talking, when I'm not talking to her. Exactly. Sometimes she'll pop up. You say something close that's it. And she does things you're not even asking her to do. And then the things you ask her to do, she can't do. I'm like, sometimes I'll have my hands fall. I'll be like, hey, Siri, play, you know. Oh, here she goes again. She's activated. Go away. And. 
Shut up. I'm not asking for that. She said I was unable to find shut up and go away or something. Anyway. Also, thank you, Elise, for your super chat. I'm sorry I missed it when it came in. If you're still here, Elise, thank you so much. It means a lot. It does. I'm not saying that if even that sounds whatever. I'm just I'm feeling a little bad about missing the missing the um the promos. You know, missing the shout outs for the people who support the show and I'm sorry about that. Listen. All right. Well, thank you, Elise. Thank you, patrons at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat, as always, and your and your uh, moderation, moderating in the chat room. Thank you, Haiku, for moderating in the chat room. And thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News. Yes, where's Ray Ray? Ray Ray. There he is. Here he comes. Come here, Ray Ray. Come here, baby. Ray. He knows something's up. He knows I want to pick him up. Come here, Ray. Come. Come. Come here, honey. Good boy. Come here, Ray. I don't know. He gets very suspicious. Ray Ray, come. Come. <laughs> he won't come over. Come here. I want to pick you up. Why won't you let me? Why won't you let me? Come here, Ray. Hey, nobody listens to me in my own house. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you for hanging out. We will win. He is a panther. He's a, He is as strong as a panther. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. There you go. Good boy. He's like a... He is nothing but muscle, this cat. He really is. He's beautiful. Right, honey? And he's got no teeth. He's got a disease of the mouth called respirative something or other. He basically has got many teeth out <laughs> removed. He's probably be toothless by the time he's old. I'm glad I got him off the street. Could you imagine the poor thing out there all alone and it makes me think about all the cats that are out there suffering Oof. all right my friends that's why we have to save the world one cat at a time or one animal at a time i love you thank you elise oh there you are i see you nice to see you and remember we will win. Thank you, Steve, from World Gone Good. Check out World Gone Good. Put it in your list, your podcast list. We'll get Steve back. We'll get Poppy back. We'll get some more people. We got guests. I'm still editing that other Dr. Balor's interview because it was hard, kind of hard. I got to do the subtitles. She's she's talked a little bit low and it's kind of hard. So I have to, so I'm going through the subtitles. All right, listen, guys, I love you. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for 
keeping the show going and growing. Thank you, Charlie, from APS Radio News. And remember, thank you, patrons, from patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. Thank you guys for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you on Friday night.